Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is D'Lo from The Trail Show. And tonight, I would like The Trail Show to not go off the rails. I would like for us to stay focused on the tasks at hand. I would like for us to discuss relevant items in a serious manner. I would like for there to be a minimal amount of laughter and tomfoolery. I would like for this month's trail show to be educational, informative, not just entertaining. I would like for tonight's show to stay on the rails. Thank you for your support. And now, Disco, please start the show. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody the fiesta? It's the trail show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell a funny pop if you got some of them little brandy Ready on, on the little dub dub sucky sucker. Hey, hey, And now, hey. broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the trail show. Arriba! Hey, hey, hey. Coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. It is the trail show. We are live at our South Boulder telecasting complex for the last time. Ladies and gentlemen, more on that later. The trail show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over half a million times in 150 countries across the globe. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. Boom, bam. Before we set today's table for our very, 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 very big show, we want to mention just a few more times that we now have more bonus shows on iTunes. Yes. You should go there right now and download the ones that you don't have. And you know what? Next month, there'll be even more. And at some point, all of them will be there, but that will likely take a year or two. So, you know. Good luck. And, and when all of the trail shows are on iTunes, that means that we will no longer be producing the trail show as a free monthly service to you, our oh, listeners. Oh, here we go. We will simply be selling it because, well, we need to make some money, listeners. We're going for a, a pay-for-subscription model, right? We Dilo? are, yep. Okay. Pay for, That's so Dilo can hire someone to put his kid to bed every night. Yeah. yeah so we, that I could do the trail show every Every single night. night. That's right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you go to iTunes right now and buy all of our bonus shows, we might just put all of our shows up there and take down all of our free shows just so that I can hire a nanny. Yes. I love it. Yes. POD, what are we serving up tonight on the show? Well, we actually have quite a bit. Um, so we're going to have to you know, keep the nose breathing to a minimum. Um <laughs> We've got trail news with POD. Yes. Very exciting. Wow. Yeah. First time for that one. We also have trail Maybe. show missing countries with POD. Wow. Yeah. Wow. First time for that one. <laughs> First time, long time. Uh, we got our trail of the month, the Ozark Highlands Trail. And as an aside, our, our we're going to talk about beer of the month, but one of our beers is actually called the Daypack Ozarks Ale. Wow. More cool. about that later. Uh, we have final audio clip. From out of order. No. Yes. Say it ain't so. Is he still alive? He's he still is. alive. Oh, okay, he made it. 
but it's his final audio clip, so pretty what? exciting. Oh man, I can't. We've got wait to trips, uh, which shouldn't take long because this dealer doesn't go anywhere. Oh, I went uh, somewhere. We I got went. a tra- <laughs> got a trail tip from someone. Hopefully, by the time that comes up, <laughs> and then uh, we've got you know iTunes top five media review mailbag. Uh, we might have some audio from special, but that's to be determined post production. We've got a conservation interview with the professor. Uh, we'll explain that later. And, you know, Beer of the Month, Ask a Hiker, Gear Review, donations, all that stuff. We all might those, even... All those fantastic things we've been bringing you for li- for years, listeners, for that's free. Right. For free. For that's free. Right, for and free. just the, those monthly donors and those one-offs, they're subsidizing your listening. Yep. How dare you? We just let, let just want to let you listeners know that if you all ponied up just $1, every single one of you, all 500,000 of you who have yeah. downloaded this show once, yeah, I could have a fleet of nannies. <laughs> and we could record the trail show every night of the week. Just think of that. If all 500,000 of you who have downloaded the show gave $1, I'd be done talking right now. And I'd have <laughs> nannies, a fleet of them. Think of it. <laughs> You're right, D-Lo. Oh yeah. Okay, I heard you coughing over there. Uh, where the heck are we? So I think we, we were need talking to, about nannies. We Our were plea. talking about nannies. Oh, I did want to mention we might have a little something special from Trail Show P1, Pat Axel Dixon. Oh yeah. Stay tuned back for on that. The oh, D-Lo. Back on the trail. You have, you, you have no idea. <laughs> It's about to get real. All right. Okay. Should we do our beer of the month? And now it's time for Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. Take it away, DiLo. Wow, I have no idea what we're drinking tonight because I haven't had any of them yet because I'm feeling terribly under the weather. We've got some beers here from Springfield Brewing Company, which I believe were delivered to us on the Curtis Ware's Llama. That's right. Yes. The Curtis Ware has a llama that he sent from somewhere in Missouri. Yep, and his llama is a cutout. It's a paper cutout llama. It's pretty exciting. He sent that llama across Missouri, across Nebraska, up into Kansas, and all the way across Kansas into Colorado, carrying on its back 24 beers. And those 24 beers, well, I'd say about 12 of them have appeared tonight. I don't know what happened to the other 12. <laughs> it's Somebody, unclear, dealer. Yeah, it's not clear. I didn't see them. It's unclear. I'm not sure where they went. They have happened to disappear. But we have tonight 12 beers from the esteemed Springfield Brewing Company. They don't have many words in the labels, so I'll just read a quick, brief synopsis here. I have in my hands the India Pale Ale, which is a big punch of citrus melon and pine notes. Green Ghost! From Citra and Centennial Hops with a 6.5% alcohol by volume. And green also, ghost. in my other hand, which I you haven't cracked You need to say the name yet. of it, you idiot. Yeah, it's called it the Green called, Ghost. Man. Who was yelling Green Ghost? Somebody oh. else yelled it. And in my other hand, I've got the Mayhem Marzen, which is a malty lager with notes of toasted bread, baked crackers, and caramel, which I'm going to crack open next because I am craving some wheat. That is 5% alcohol by volume. Also, I've got the re- the Paul's uh, Pale Ale, which is my, what, what I suspect is they, next, they which is the toasty Max. malt they body balanced Max, by big citrus American hops with a heady 5.6 alcohol by volume Paul's 
pale ale with a picture. It's the poly fisherman. It's a fisherman. No, it's a picture front. of Max. It's a picture of Max. I don't think it's a picture of Max. I think it's a picture of a fisherman. Next up in my hand, which I'm going to crack after I crack the Pauls, after I crack the Marzen, is the Day Pack Ozarks Ale, which happens to have a picture of somebody on, looks to me like McAfee's Knob. But uh, I don't think McAfee's Knob is in the Ozarks. Nope. No. So it's probably not McAfee's Knob. This is a light-bodied ale with a blend of citrus and evergreen hop notes. Who has ever heard of evergreen hops? That sounds so Tastes interesting. Good. Tastes good. At yeah. a sessionable 4.6% alcohol by volume, you could drink these all day and still call your mom at night. So, yeah, Curtis also sent this really cool cutout of himself, cutout doll. Yes. And I spent 30 minutes putting that together. Did you? I, but I did it for the show. It looks great. He did it for the show. I and did it, it made for it. it I, this did car it was filled listeners. with stuff, and I made it without breaking any bones, so that's good. Curtis, you outdid yourself, yes. sir. You but we really want a, a magpie cutout. You know, with well, like we're working on that. A bag of chicken and a, a liter of coffee. We've listeners. got our R&D team working on that as we speak. Well, uh, this is also, a, uh, we're soliciting a, a mags cutout doll from our listeners. We'll post some, show, we'll post some pictures of the the... The Curtis Ware. The Curtis Ware. The, the Curtis Ware cutout that we have tonight, which is actually quite, it's huge. It's life-size. It's a life-size cutout of Curtis Ware. Yeah. Yep. Or so I thought initially. But we'll post these pictures of the life-size cutout of Curtis Ware on our interwebs, websites, picture, pictograms, whatever you ha- you name it, man. We're going to be <laughs> all petroglyphs. over Petroglyphs. We're going to do yeah. petroglyphs. <laughs> We're going to carve some petroglyphs of Cur- some the pecto. Curtis Ware. On someone's chest. On some caverns here in the front <laughs> range of Colorado, just so that you know that Curtis Ware was a real live person. So, at Curtis, time. thank you so much for all of this. This yeah. selection oh, is great. Incredible. And it ties right into our trail of the month, which is the, the Ozark Highland Trail. And I started with the Daypack Ozarks Ale. So, is that what it's called? I'm drinking Mags's beer, yeah. the uh, Paul's Pale Ale. Oh, I, I should have mentioned the Paul's Magnanti Christ Pale Ale. I should have mentioned that the Mayhem Marzen has a picture of a mountain biker on the front. What? what? Yes, that's right. That's not a hiker. That's a mountain biker, people. Oh, snap. I'm about to shut the show down. Don't Dilo. do it, man. It's just mountain the bikers Curtis are trail users, too, and they can help maintain the trails that people hike on. You have to have multi-use trails because we're not just, we're not segregationists, man. We're like, Dilo, I thought you weren't going to go off the rails. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, Bring it back. We're the vacuum tubes. The Curtis Ware, we salute you for Come on, man. You can just keep like, touching your iPod. Come on, do something. <laughs> My <different>. iPod. <laughs> I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had an iPod since 73, D-Lo. There it is. Okay, bring it back. Keeping the trail show on the rails for our listeners right. tonight. For our, This bring is the first ever, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we have all the news that's fit to be heard with Mrs. Felicia Hermosilla, Princess of Darkness. What? Take yeah. it away. What? Put an A at the end of my name, but Princessa. Uh, well, you're you're feminine, so why don't no. you like Princessa? There's an A that goes there. Hermosillo. No, Hermosillo. not an A. That's incorrect. How dare you? That's incorrect. Gonna pay for that. Um. Okay. Trail news. So I have just so everyone's prepared. Oh <laughs> man, this looks like a really long trail. I news. have four or five items here. And they're all long. No, a few of them are short, and you know how I like to truncate. Okay. So the first <laughs> So Ron Tipton, who is the president of the ATC, put out a <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, 
Uh-huh. I'm terribly sorry. I don't, yes. That, my finger slipped. You're going to be Please, sorry. Please continue. Uh, so this guy, Mr. Tipton, president of the ATC, uh, Ronald, not to be confused with Donald, he put out a, a response to all of their members in, respo- in response to President Trump's decision to withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement. And he, there's this really long uh, email that went out that talks about the ramifications of us withdrawing from the Paris Agreement and why that agreement is so important. And they, the ATC has hired their own scientists to collect data, and um, they, they've been collecting data for many, many years now. They talked about their commitment to renewable energy, and uh, 10 of the 14 states that are home to the AT have set aggressive renewable energy portfolio goals, and others are expected to find the need to take action. It's fake data. (laughs) I've got my own scientists, too. And then he also cites that the challenges that have been presenting themselves on the AT, so higher temperatures, dried up streams, forest fires... Which Ooh. is not something we ever had to deal with. No, right. You don't right. associate forest fires with the eastern forest. Yeah, and then the skyrocket of Lyme's disease and other tick-borne illnesses. Uh, the spread of invasive plants and insects, changes in the timing of the seasons, severe weather events leading to treadway erosion, uh, more frequent blowdowns. So all of that, they've been collecting data and all that's been happening and they expect it to continue. So anyway, he sent out this letter, I think, to... Just urge people to get involved and to let them know what they've been seeing at the ATC. So I think that's great because that reaches a lot of people. Very good. And it's probably online, his letter, is my guess. But anyway, we're on the website, I'm sure. Yeah, just go to ATC's website. Okay, item number two. Uh, Walmart bought Moose Jaw. What? Walmart has bought Moose Jaw for $51 million. It says they're not planning on taking over any operations of now, but... You know, exactly. Were you a big Moose Jaw what customer? What the FKT? I was, I was a big Moose Jaw customer, <laughs> D-Lo. Were you really? Oh, man. I used to go there maybe five to six times a day. Yeah, we have Moose Jaw stickers all over the house. All over the house. It'd be, yeah, on my car, on my MacBook. I mean, I was Moose Jaw through and through. And now, apparently, I've got to change well, it's with great. Walmart stickers. We have a Walmart in Salida, so now you can just go to Walmart all the time and get all that stuff. They bought the Moose Jaws. It's an interesting move. I mean, I don't use Moose Jaw that much, but I think they're a little more popular in the Midwest, perhaps. D'Lo, would you like to weigh in on this? Uh, I feel like I bought some gear from the Moose Jaw website um, maybe 10 years ago. And yeah. That was perhaps the last time I purchased something <laughs> from Moose Jaw. So. I think they're more popular in other parts of the country. Yeah, I don't know. That's well, uh, then again, I haven't really bought terribly much gear in the past uh, decade or two. diapers. Yeah, I bought a lot of diapers. Actually, that's not no. true. I have procured some extremely large family camping tents. Yeah, no, yeah. inflatable sleeping pads. Yeah, I've got the, a the kingdom. I've got a four-person kingdom tent, man, which is like six and a half feet tall, <laughs> which short people can stand up and just fine. POD, you'd probably have to be hunched over. Um, yeah, I've got an inflatable sleeping pad. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of stuff, man. All right, moving on. Item number three. So I don't know why this I haven't bought for Moose Jaw. Uh, a backpacker on the AT tried to start a fire with gunpowder. Oh, no. Why would Beauty. you do such this, a thing, man? So. This was in Pennsylvania, okay? and oh. So what happens if you start a fire with gunpowder? Well, he, got, he was pretty seriously injured. I don't know exactly... <clears throat> 
what I'm, I'm sure it blew up in his face and he probably had burns and stuff so like you you've got a pile of gunpowder underneath your your tp wood pyramid and you like set it <laughs> i don't up know <laughs> and all of a sudden a piece of wood is lodged man, in the middle of your forehead this takes burning your blue jeans with the blowtorch to a whole different level yeah it does and i don't know when this semi-recent and i don't know exactly where in pennsylvania but apparently there was deep snow there and the evacuation crew spent two hours trying to get him out from where he was and then he had to be a uh, flight for life to a local hospital. Oh, this is serious. Yeah, that's like business. really he got hurt. crazy hurt. Yeah. We'll post a link to this story at thetrailshow.net. <laughs> Dilo, do we own that domain? We do not. And okay. our last story is absolutely amazing. Do we oh, have no, I'm not going to do that one yet. Oh, come on. I, got, hold on. I'm going to finish more? with that. I'm going to finish okay. with that. Got, come on, that's right. the kicker. I, d- I on, thought you were done. You're not done. No, I'm not done. I guess, am I missing something? Yes. I have never said. Oh, I'm missing a whole page of yeah, this, trail news. Yeah, I'm oh, not going to read the whole thing. Okay, so continuing on with the... Um, Two pages of the The news. current administration and the... Trail uh, news. And with all the news, it's fit to be heard. Princess of Darkness, take it away. Okay, so on April 26th, which, by the way, is my birthday. Yeah! uh, President Trump issued an executive order calling for a review of national monuments designated over the last 21 years. Happy birthday to you. Now, didn't we get an email from the Pacific (laughs) Crest Trail Association about this? Yeah, so so they reached out and they sent this really long email that I printed. I'm not going to read all of it, but... They go into detail about why these national monuments are important. So not just for the sake of having wild spaces and protected land. And I can tell you, uh, as someone who's traveled in several other countries and done outdoor pursuits in other countries, the United States has a lot of protected land. And it's one of the things that makes recreation here so incredible is that we have these huge swaths of protected land. It sets us apart. It does. It, sets it really apart. does. It really does. Some countries have sloths. We have swaths. Bam. So, well, any- bam. so anyway, uh, so they put, they put out an email to talk about why this is important. So they, they touch on the importance of having wild spaces. And they also talked about how the Outdoor Industry Association did a survey that showed that outdoor recreation generates $887 billion in spending – consumer spending annually yeah, and support 7.6 million jobs in the U.S. Exactly. So they talked about how the, even the, the idea of reviewing, quote, these national monuments, you know, and, and just like Dilo said, the, the idea is to, to give them, give up these private lands, make them public. Ac- or That's all that it's about. It's just yeah. about short-term economic benefits as opposed to the long-term Benefits for society. Yeah. So simple. The, the PCT, and, and again, this is posted on the PCTA website as well. So PCTA.org. Um, so they talk about the different uh, monuments that the PCT goes through. The Santa Snow uh, goes 30 miles in the Santa Snow area, 154,000 acres uh, in the monument. And it's a respite from the the Colorado desert there near Interstate 10. So it's a place that people can get out and recreate. Um, it also travels through the most botanically diverse mountain range of its size in North America. Whoa. This is one of the areas that's under review. Then there's the Cascades Siskiyou. Um, 
and the PCT goes through there for 38 miles, and that's all that uh, uh, volcanic rock and cool volcanic features. There's the San Gabriel Mountains, and it says uh, more than 15 million people live within 90 minutes of the PCT within the San Gabriel Mountains National Monument. So that's huge. I mean, that's providing an outdoor space for all of these people to go. And, you know, research shows that getting into the outdoors is really, really good for you. Um, So, yeah, they highlight just those three specifically that will be included on the chopping block. And the important thing is that you can submit your comments online. And the deadline is July 10th. So so pause right now. Pause right now. Get on your phone or on your computer, go to the PCTA website, and you can click on a link and submit your comments online. Uh, it's really important. Like People have to hear from us. and These are your public lands. That's and, right. And just let them know that it's folly. It's simply folly to place the short-term economic benefits of the few over the long-term benefits of the many. That's all. It's a folly, Delo. It is. All right. Any else yes, on the news? We tonight? have what? What oh more news? So, okay. so just you know, get involved, people. I thought I was submit at the that end. letter. No, I did them out of order. Oh my gosh! Why do you always do that? So we have one more piece of news. Oh, you saved the best for yes, last. Yes, we do. Yes, you do. And wait a minute before you get into this. I just want to ask if Squatch is listening tonight. Squatch, are Not you a listening? Chance. Well, Squatch, Squatch actually just landed in Australia. Yeah, and he has access to his phone right now. I think we, maybe we should give him a call. He might be listening. And you know what, Squatch, you're actually going to want to listen to our Ozark Highlands Trail segment yeah. coming up because there might be a Bigfoot question in there. I'm not I'm not saying either way. But, but before we even get to that potential Bigfoot question in our discussion about the OHT, P.O.D., take it away. So item number four, are we going to call a Squatch or no? No. No, okay. Well, should we? I think we should. What time is it in Australia? Right, who cares? Who you cares? said he just landed. Yeah. Let's call him. texted him. Ladies and gentlemen, we're calling Scott Squatch Harriet. This is a cold call. This is a cold call. He doesn't know we're going to do it. Tales from the trails. Let's make sure he has his dentures in first. That was the I don't have my phone on and Skype is nowhere in sight. Okay. Uh, Well, we can do this without him. Okay. We don't need him for this. We We don't don't. actually need him for anything. No, we don't. Okay. Um, Okay, so item number four. (laughs) Daryl Whitaker... Oh, man. From Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Are you ready for this, listeners? He claims that a Sasquatch not only attacked him, but attempted to rape him while he was walking in the woods. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Is this fake news or is this real news, P.O.D.? What is this? What are you talking about? Oh, man, we haven't even had the peace go yet. The 57-year-old man was walking to his (laughs) hunting cabin on Sunday. (laughs) And all of a sudden, a large gorilla-like creature dropped from a tree in front of him and punched him in the face. He said it was at least eight foot tall and very strong. He was knocked out on the first blow. Down to the ground. And then he came to, and he said the large humanoid creature was tearing his clothes while letting out some terrifying howls. Hey, man, I, I think anybody who was punched in the head by Sasquatch would just fall to the ground instantly. You would. I mean, He did. Yeah, he got just like down. anybody else, man. When I re- regained consciousness, he had already torn my pants and was tearing through my underwear. I stabbed him in the shoulder with my hunting knife, and that made him run away. 
So <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. What state did this happen in? It's in Colorado Springs. Glenwood Springs. Or no, Glenwood Springs. Glenwood Springs. Just out west. This happened in Colorado? Yeah, Glenwood Springs. For the love of God. And so he reported it to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Agency. I bet that was an amazing call. I wonder if there's any tapes. Are there any tapes of that call? No, investigators found some large footprints on the site, which, you know, they think were the aggressor. Um, Hey, hold on, P.O.D. Yes. Do we have someone on the line right now? Hello? Uh, Yeah, is this the uh, Pacific Coast Trail Show? It is. I think. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Boomer from California. You're on the trail show, Boomer. Go. What's up, man? How you guys doing? Oh. You guys getting, getting a little saucy up there? This yeah. A little surprise phone no, no, call no. tonight. This, the trail show is staying on the rails tonight. Boomer, do you want to uh, chime in on this last news item that we're talking about? Uh, what, what were you guys just talking about? We were talking about this man in Glenwood Springs, Daryl Whitaker, who claimed he was attacked and, by a Sasquatch that then tried to rape him. <laughs> I hope it's real. That, he probably deserved it. So wow. that's my theory. Wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, hello. So what you guys didn't know is that uh, Boomer actually is calling in tonight to talk about a recent trip that he took to, what is it, Boomer, the largest tree in North America? It is the tallest tree in the entire planet Earth, man, out of three trillion trees. Wow. Whoa. It's called Hyperion, right? Hyperion, yep. Super secret location. Very few people know how to find it. It took me a couple years of crazy bushwhacking. Uh, just nuts, man. But totally worth it, though. It's unreal. Wait, you were bushwhacking for two years straight? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you can take that lots of ways. Uh, <laughs> wow! Keep it nice. family friendly, Boomer. Please. All uh, right, I'm, I'm we're hiker trash. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, understand. Um, but yeah, man, the last couple summers, yeah, I go out to this area and just like there's hardly in, any information about it, and so I'm just doing grid searches and bushwhacking and taking bearings from the tops of trees, and man, it's it's hard to find, but it was. It's crazy. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, so without disclosing the location, can you kind of like tell us uh, like what modes of travel it took for you to get from uh, where you started? I assume was at a vehicle sure. or, or bike to this tree because yeah. I, I know it wasn't just yep. you know hiking, walking, or it, it was a little bit of a lot. Not of things. at all. Yeah, it took me um, when I. Just my car location, I had to ride my bike about 14 miles, and then um, I had to do some midnight fords of river, like literally swimming what? across, and then once you once you did that, and that's when the bushwhacking actually started. I mean, it's the kind of stuff where it takes you like six hours to travel like half a mile. Like, it's just, wow. um, and, and like poison oak and everything, oh, nice. and then uh, your GPS barely works, and um, and you don't know you're up to this tree until I was like about 50 feet away. I mean, it's that, that dense. And then you're like, wow, I did have a bunch of, bunch of pictures and measuring equipment. And then I, I was like, wow, this is, this is the secret that, um, hmm. no one knows about. So oh <laughs> it was, it's just kind of an obsession of mine. So it's pretty, pretty neat, man. So did you go solo or, or did you have anybody with you? Uh, no, I go solo. People, most people don't enjoy doing this kind of stuff, man, just getting cut up and, <laughs> yeah. you know, like getting getting horrifically lost. It's not the kind of trip people are like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. It's yeah. kind of a weird deal. So, 
uh, understood. Well, uh, we should also mention to folks last last month we got a letter from Shira, and she mentioned that she's we, awesome. Yeah, she she mentioned that you took over WeAreHikerTrash dot com. Is that correct? That is absolutely true, man. Yeah, I, I took it over, bought it. Um, she wow. is doing amazing things with Onda and the Oregon Desert Trail, and just moving on to better and bigger stuff. And I am uh, stoked to carry the mantle and You're got a business all kinds of new products and expansion. What's that? You're a business owner. I am. Yeah, well, it's yeah, been a lot of fun. So and we don't ever ever talk about gear on the trail show, but we should also mention that Boomer has been a business owner for a while. He owns. Oh yes. Is it BoomGear.com? Yep. Yeah. Get get Boom Gear. So I have two, is that two for, little is that for pooping? So what what is that? Keeps me busy. <laughs> Are you into tent stakes? Do you have any tent stakes? Do you manufacture tent stakes? Do I you do not. Tent stakes? You should no, get I into did, tent stakes. Make... Because of the trail okay. show's recent okay. publicization of the te- uh, we we basically do a, tra- a tent stake review every month now. We've been doing it for a couple of okay. years. Our listeners are all about tent stakes. They love <laughs> tent true. stakes. We've got listeners just clam- like people are so excited about tent stakes because we've been talking about them for a couple years now so i just want to let you know if, okay. you, if you're looking for like the next big thing it's 10 stakes well i might have to uh make some hiker trash ones yeah, and, yeah. Uh, make them out of like, like recycled stuff you know yeah. yeah maybe they'll have like bottle openers on yeah. them too so you can Ooh, drink beer wow. and put your 10 stick in the ground you know? that's yeah, a great so idea same yeah, time like and it. it's fantastic is there boomer is there <laughs> anything that we might expect in 2017 from either we are hiker trash or from boom gear than, totally, man. We actually, Hiker Trash has a bunch of products coming out in the next few weeks, including um, I have sticks. like this grass doormat that has a like a this cool like wooden center on it that you can remove to hide stuff underneath it, and it has a bottle opener. <laughs> so, if you ever stuck on if you ever if you ever stuck on your porch, locked at your house, you can now at least drink your beer. So that's important to me. So you can at least open your beer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. You'll, you'll be seeing that out in the next week or two, actually. So that's kind of kind of fun. They're going to so, have to make yeah. the eleven essentials now and add this to the ten essentials. Yeah, pretty much. I'm exactly. So yeah, we're doing that, and we're looking to get into some uh, some you know brick and mortar stores. And I have a lot of plans with Hiker Trash. It's and a good awesome. brand. And, wow. and, and want to keep it going. Tent sticks, so, right? You got, you're going to do tent and, sticks and now. tent sticks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. yes. Well, Boomer, thanks for calling into the show and talking to us about your trip to Hyperion and all the cool stuff you've got going on with We Are Hiker Trash and Boom Gear. You got it, brother. If you got anything, let us know. We love you guys. Appreciate oh. it. And, and feel free to send the, t- the trail show some prototypes of your next set of tent stakes. We would love to demo them <laughs> and review them on the trail show. Be all about it. Dude, pinky, yeah. long distance pinky swear, man. You'll, you'll see something good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Boomer. Have a good night, buddy. Night, All right, bro. See you guys. Where did that come from? Where? <laughs> surprise <laughs> call. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Boomer out Kind of like the surprise guest who just walked into yeah, the studio tonight. He was, he was coming in to size up the screen that's hanging over Disco's head because, listeners, we haven't mentioned this to you, but our recording studio here oh, in, in the historic beer district of Boulder will be no more next month. So what people may or may not know is that for like what the last eight or nine months we've been recording our show every month at the Colorado Mountain Club's Boulder meeting room. The main reason for that is we can't do it at my house because I have little children sleeping at this hour of the night. And And he wants to stay married. 
Yeah, yeah because my wife doesn't like you guys. If we <laughs> well, want... she kind of likes you guys, but she doesn't like this whole The monthly thing. shenanigans. Yeah. I mean, she likes monthly shenanigans, but not this kind. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I need another cookie. I'm putting out a plea to the Trail Show Nation. We need a Boulder recording location. If you have friends or family in Boulder, Colorado, that have we have very few stipulations on what we need to do the show. P.U.D. is about to tell you about what we need. But we want you to get in touch with them immediately. And if you do this, we will find some way to honor you on each and every trail That's show. That's right. But we may just name the next studio no. after you. Bobby Walters has a lock on that, but yes. we, we, we can come up with like uh, another way. Another way. And what we can say is that we're going to be recording the July show in our Chafee County Telecasting Complex. <laughs> and what we need is a Boulder location for August. So somebody out there, I know that you have connections in Boulder. That's right. And PUD, what do we need to record our show? Here's what we need. We need a room with a door that can close. We need, or a basement space. We need an internet, a strong internet connection. We need one outlet. We need about six chairs. We need one table. And we need a an environment that's not going to create marital strife. Yeah, and going back to the <laughs> internet connection thing, we need Wi-Fi. We need a good Wi-Fi yeah, connection. Be what wife. about electricity? Yeah, she well, mentioned one, that. Outlet. Oh, outlet. one power okay. outlet. One that's power all we need. Outlet. The outlet needs to be live. It needs to be yeah. functional. <laughs> it needs yeah. to be functional. Yeah, not a, should there be any lights in this room? Uh, we could. Yes. A light would be good. Okay. It's not required. We could probably bring some flashlights. Also, and we some need to be able to drink alcohol. So if yes. you have some friends that are like, "No alcohol in my house, please don't." Or, no, you know, that's not going to work. So that, and essentially, that is what we've had here at the Colorado Mountain Club. It's been Although great. we pay forty dollars roughly per show to or do, or more sometimes to do our show here every month. So ideally, it might be a situation where we don't really pay anything. That would be ideal. But unless, of course, we could work something out. One of you five hundred thousand downloaders gave one dollar right Gila. now. We could have a fleet of nannies. That's right, a fleet of nannies, nannies around the clock to keep. Or maybe the children if we got that happy. much money, we yeah. could build an outbuilding at your house, Dilo. Yes, well, I actually have plans to do that one of these years. Once and my children, could. once my children are too old to play in the sandbox, I plan to build a tiny house in the space yes. of the sandbox. Yes, yes, but, but keep, but don't hold your breath because that's probably going to not happen for. Like the next ten years, oh, yeah. But I do want to build a tiny house, ladies and gentlemen. So, Trail Show Nation, if you know of someone and you've talked with them about it and you, you think it's doable, contact me. Shoot me an email, disco at the trailshow.com. And seriously, we need a place to start recording the show. There as of are August. some tiny house studios in my neighborhood. I should talk to the woman who lives there. D- does someone actually live in it? No, Did- nobody lives in it. But she's got a tiny house in her backyard. It's her like studio. Ooh. I should talk to her. My uh, Leo is good friends with her. Okay, I should talk send to Leo her. over. By the way, we're going to hear from Leo a little bit later in the show. Dilo, you don't know about this, but come get ready. Come on, have Leo talk to her people, and her people will get with our okay. people. And let's yeah, yeah. let's dial this thing in. But seriously, disco at the dot com. If you've got Boulder connections, connect with me. That's right. All right. When we come back from break, wait. Oh, I'm sorry, we didn't finish trail news. We need to finish my story here. It's almost done. We're still on trail news, Dilo. Yes. We're still on tra- It's going to be a long night, my friend. So, back to the uh, Sasquatch rapist. Good thing I'm um, calling in sick to work tomorrow. 
Uh, so this guy thought he was possibly trying uh, getting attacked wait, by wait, Sasquatch. Wait, wait, we, we, we were talking about the Sasquatch. The guy who was raped by Sasquatch. Then we had a call from Boomer. Are we still talking we about We had the a Sasquatch? random guest yes. in the studio who was measuring know, was the crazy. size yeah, of the Someone screen. needs to lock the door, by the way. Can <laughs> we do that yeah, when we, we get a break? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, the, basically the, uh, the wildlife people, they said um, they're investigating to see if anyone noticed an individual that corresponds to the description. <laughs> and they said, uh, it's probably not a Sasquatch. It's more probable that it's in a simply a particularly large and hairy man. So they're looking for an eight-foot-tall man who is extremely hairy. That's what they said. All right. Has anyone seen Mags? Mags is not eight-foot-tall. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Couldn't have been Mag. No. I think Mag- maybe maybe it was D'Lo and Mags. They stood on each other's shoulders because yeah, that like, would be about eight I w- feet. I was actually in Glenwood Springs a couple weeks ago uh, at the hot springs there with my family. We took the train out. And we stayed there, and, and then nice. everyone when had I, to evacuate when D'Lo got in the pool and clogged I, the filter with his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and Mags happened to be in the area. Uh, what? No coincidence. Yeah, Mags. Was, no word of a lie. Mags was hanging out. No, there's actually a lot of words of a lie. Okay, what I'm saying right now. Okay, very good. Uh, but yeah, Mags was there the area and he happened to be staying at the hotel with his ex-wife which was kind of odd oh boy <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh boy okay there's a lot of words of lie a lot of lies that I we just, just said I just whacked the vacuum tube nothing still. that I just said was true impossible are All we right, done did done she just run out the did she just run out the she door she just ran out the door out the door she ran Wait a minute, she's back. Felicia, the darkness of princess. <laughs> Guess who I am? <laughs> Stuffy D-Lo. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we got Stephen Parker from the Ozark Highlands Trail Association and a special treat for you as we go to break. Ladies and gentlemen, the song stylings of one Pat Axel Dixon. It's the extended dance version of Back on the Trail. Don't care. I hope someone will answer my prayer. Back on the trail, back on the trail. 
trying to sleep Coyotes howl and grizzlies creep A giant moose, a wild horse Bushamel falling with awesome force The morning mist, the brilliant sky This is Pat Axel Dixon, and I never listen to the trail show. Oh my gosh, Pat, we loved your extended dance version of Back on the Trail. Yeah, Dilo was actually dancing around the room. I was. Dilo was yeah. going crazy. He actually thinks that maybe you should uh, headline the next All to East Gathering. Oh, Pat, it's gonna be, it would be amazing if you could do such a thing. Hey, uh, what are you drinking there, Disco? Compliments <laughs> of the Curtis Ware. I've got the Day Pack Ozarks Ale, which is about to complement our on our trail of the month, which is the Ozark Highlands Trail. Wow, how apropos. apropos. Who are we calling? We're calling Stephen Parker from the Ozark Highlands Trail Association. Why don't we dial him up right now? We might even play a prank on him. Let's do it. Tail like. Oh, oh, oh. You guys ready? Ready. Stephen Parker. Hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, Steven. It's Disco, P.O.D., and D.Lo from the Trail Show. How are you? I'm great. How are y'all tonight? Oh, just happy to be here. Fantastico. Excelente. <laughs> great. So let me, uh, let me, Steven, let me introduce Trail Show Nation to you real quick and tell the folks that tonight's Trail of the Month is the Ozark Highlands Trail. And we have Steven Parker on the line to talk to us about the OHT. He is the... Ozark Highlands Trail Association Maintenance Coordinator, and we're calling you somewhere in Arkansas right now, correct? That is correct. Northwest Arkansas. Oh, very good. And this is a trail that's been on my radar for at least a couple years now, and I'm glad that we've got you because it sounds like you are in the know about the OHT. I mean, obviously, if you're the maintenance coordinator, you know a little bit about the trail. So tell us about it. Where does it start? Where does it end? How long? You know, the basic questions, the, the predate questions that someone might ask. Okay, sure. Uh, OHT is a, is a national recreation trail, so it's part of that federal system. Uh, it starts at Lake Fort Smith State Park in the northwest part of the state, and it runs generally in an eastward manner for about 164 miles where it hits the uh, Buffalo River Trail. Okay. And then it goes along with the Buffalo River Trail for another 40-plus miles uh, over to about uh, Highway 14. So you've got a total of about 205 miles of, of built trail. There's one gap of about four miles where there's a property dispute going on, but we're mm. hoping to get that resolved really soon. Past that, you, yeah, past that you enter the lower Buffalo Wilderness area. And, and there's not an established trail in there, but there is a kind of a GPS route so to get through, but it's not an established trail. So okay. is it is it bushwhacking or is it a use trail? Yes. Oh, okay. And how how, yeah, how yeah, long is that bushwhack? 
It's four miles. Oh, four miles. It's about 15. It's about fi- no, no, that's about 15 miles. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and what kind of terrain is that? Okay. It's hilly. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to be anything like the mountains you have out there in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, right, of course. But it's, it's pretty much up and down all the time. Um, the v- vast majority of the trail is through uh, Oak Hickory Forest, so oh. you know, you're not out in the open. I don't think we anytime. have that here. You're, you're, you're always in the woods. What, what would you say the average elevation of the Ozark Highlands Trail is? Average elevation? Yeah. Um, you're going to be, you know... Where do you start? Where do you go uh, up to? 1,500 to 1,800. Okay. okay. Hilly. Hill country. Above sea level. Yeah, hill country. I like it. That's why this is a good shoulder season or even yeah. a win- winter trail, right? Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic winter trail. Really? Um, we have people come from all over the country. Yeah, because you can hike all winter long here. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, on, on rare occasions, we might get two feet of snow, but two days later, it's 40 degrees and it's all melting away. So, you know, it's, it's never a... Uh, a situation where you're snowed out from hiking. Right. I mean, if you were going to do the entire length of the trail, so you said it's hilly. I mean, what does that, what does that look like? I mean, is it super green? Is it really um, treed? Are there balds? Like what kind of grasslands? What kind of terrain are you walking through? You are pretty much in the woods the whole time. Okay. okay. Uh, lots of, lots of creeks. Very little level. You're either going up or going down most of the time. Right. Uh, right. There is an interesting little about three-mile-long section that goes along about a Civil War-era old railroad. Oh, that sounds right up Max's alley. You know, and so that's that's kind of just neat historically. Yeah. Uh, and and that's, that's about the easiest place on the trail to hike. Um, you know, otherwise you're going up or down. Right. Okay. So it's still, it's still um, a, a, it's, a leg burner, even though it's not... You know, three to four thousand foot climbs. It's lots of little climbs throughout the day. Yes. Okay. What would you say? Yeah, the, that's true. What would you uh, say the uh, the grade is? Like, do you have nice switchbacks going up these these nice little climbs, or is it steep and rocky? Like, what's how, is it smooth? Is it switchback? Um, it's not extremely switchbacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, when we when we have a really steep grade, we you know you try to throw in some switchbacks because you know you just can't. Yeah. Can't do that long haul, you know. I mean, we're following the federal trail standards, trying to keep it below ten cool. percent grade. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Um, you know, but it, there are spots where it approaches twenty for short distances. Ooh, Ooh I like it. Sure. Me too. Calf burner. You know, yeah, you can feel the burn. <laughs> and 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 so you said this is a national recreational trail. Does that imply that it's open to uh, mountain bikers and? Horses. Is there any motorized traffic on it? What kind of users are would would no. one likely run into? No, the, sure, on the stretch between Lake Fort Smith and Woolham, that first hundred and sixty four miles, it is hiker only. Okay, once you get on the Buffalo River Trail, which is uh, National Park Service, the majority of that trail is both equestrian and hiker. Oh, okay. But still, no mountain biker. And then, actually, we didn't get to this. Past the uh, wilderness area, there's about another 32-mile-long section of built trail. And, again, that's hiker-only. Okay. And then in the wilderness, too, there would be no mountain bikes. So it's just equestrians right, and hikers. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, does the Ozark yeah. Highlands Trail connect to the Ozark Trail in Missouri yet? Or not quite? Not yet. Okay. But that's not, in the not future? Quite. So how, like, let's yes. say you want to connect the two and, and 
put yourself together with a 700-mile hike through the Ozarks. How do, you, uh, how do you get from the Ozark Highlands Trail to the Ozark Trail? Roadwalk? From the Ozark Trail in Missouri? Yeah. Um, there, there is a few short sections of trail that are built along the edge of Norfolk Lake, which is right there on the border. Um, there's one called David's Trail, which, which a different group is, is working on. But, you know, we hope eventually that all gets incorporated into all of this. And, and so it's, it's that section along Norfolk Lake that has not been built and has any trail on it yet. Um, but the, uh, the last section of built trail gets probably within about 10 miles of the Norfolk Dam. So we, we've got a few miles to build still, say 20 to 30, but uh, and, and you know, we're working on that now. And and how do you guys maintain trails? I mean, do you have? We've talked to a lot of uh, long distance trail coordinators who are utilizing volunteers in conjunction with state funding. Um, what is your What does your organization look like? Are you guys relying sure. heavily on volunteers, or how many crews do you have? What, what How do you do that? A hundred percent on volunteers. Oh wow! Yeah, it's awesome. All volunteer. Um, we've got the trail divided up into maintenance sections, um, and we have folks that adopt a section of trail. Yeah. yeah. They go out. You know, we just ask them to go out a couple of times a year. It's like a three- or four-mile section. Oh, nice. Just, you know, yeah. take, a pair of, take a pair of loppers and lop back the vegetation. Sure. You know, um, move some branches, so forth. Build some um, shelters. And then we've got... We don't have any shelters. No, I was just kidding. I was kidding. I was totally so, kidding. You know, just just do kind of that routine maintenance. Right. And then we've got uh, about 20 people who are SAW certified. Yeah. Uh, that go out with, with SAWs. You know, I, I, I listened last month. You know, you're talking to uh, Jeff from Idaho. Yeah. yeah. Um, we use chainsaws here, except in the wilderness areas. Sure. Uh, and we go out and and uh, and clear the the big stuff. Yeah, I, Stephen, we just adopted a eight mile section of the Colorado Trail, and I found out none of our section is in wilderness areas. And you better believe I'm going to be using <laughs> some chainsaws out there once I get recertified. I actually, I was a um, I was like a Sawyer A level and let my certification lapse, so now I have to go take the course again to get recertified but yeah chainsaws are quite efficient and effective uh when it comes to clearing down trees on trail that's for sure yeah well and you know like in idaho they're talking some really big douglas fir you'd be talking a huge chainsaw to cut it you know and we don't have trees that size yeah sure we don't actually we don't either in colorado it's so dry out here that our trees just don't get that big did you uh did you mention what the forest is like what what kind it's of trees? O- he said oak hickory. Oak, oak hickory. Okay, so you got yeah, some big mature trees. Yeah, not scrub oaks, yeah. but, but big mature oaks. Kind of a couple, oh, yeah. couple feet in diameter. Yeah. Sounds, like, um, sounds like fall would be a really great time to hike through there. Oh, yeah. With the colors. You know, I tell you, October is great for the foliage, and then April is great for the spring wildflowers. Oh, okay. Dogwoods, red buds. What about if you're hiking there in the middle of the summer, let's say July or August? Is it hot? Is it sticky? What's going on? Uh, poison ivy, briars, 
ticks, mosquitoes, chiggers. Ugh. What's that? What's like the average temperature? Hot, humid. Hot and humid. Poison ivy. Chicks, tiggers. Uh, well, it's, Sounds it's what? It's, it's, yeah. it's 930 here now. It's 78 degrees. Okay. And no humidity, right? A uh, lot of humidity. <laughs> sticky. It's sticky. Uh, well, I know that feeling. I grew up in South Carolina, and it's it's probably quite similar to uh, your weather right now. Good grief. Yeah. Okay, so one one should probably head to the um, Ozark Highlands Trail after they hike the Florida Trail in August type of thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, is it common you know, for people to through hike this? Everybody here. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I couldn't hear you. Sorry. What did you say, POD? I was going to ask, you know, is it common for people? Are you, do you have people that are through hiking on a regular basis? Or are they people doing section hikes? Like what are you seeing out there? Oh yeah, we have a lot of people that we have a lot of people that come down and through hike. You know, in the winter, um, we had a group from uh, Canada came down this oh, past wow. year. I'm surprised okay. they got in. Said they had researched they had researched winter hiking all over the United States and decided to come see us. Cool. Well, had a great and, time. And we've actually had that question before about where can I go in the winter time, and we're, we always send people to. The, the South Florida America Trail. or the no, Florida we send Trail them to the Florida Trail. Now we're going to send them to yeah. the Ozark Highlands. So now Trail. we have another. Another uh, trick up our sleeve. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I might keep this in mind. I have a lot of downtime in the winter, Stephen, and uh, a nice 200, what is it, about 230, 240 total miles at the moment, the OHT? Right, yeah. Uh-huh. So what's that take most through hikers time-wise, a couple weeks? Yes. That's oh. pretty typical. We could do it over Christmas. Uh, Christmas Day. We do the whole thing. We do one shot. Boom, yep. bam. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we 70, finished seventy two hours straight. We finished at the hospital. Yeah, just running. <laughs> now, what about what about infrastructure? You know, in regards to resupply in towns and more importantly, breweries along the trail. Good question. More importantly, breweries. Please, this is a hiking. Podcast, more importantly, not a drinking podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is pretty much a wilderness trail, so you're not going to be passing through towns. Okay. Yes. Yes. At all. Can you go into town um, from the trail? Well, it depends on your definition of town. <laughs> um, All right. Okay. At Ozone, about mile 89. Ozone? There's yeah, like, Ozone. Yeah, like Ozark. You know, zone. like the Ozone layer. Yeah. Yeah. Ozone, Arkansas. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a town. post office about, yeah, there's a post office about four miles south of the trail. Uh, there's a National Forest Campground right there at Ozone. Is there a vending machine? And... No, there's mm, not a vending machine, tough. but you got to get the burger at the Ozone Burger Barn. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that's fine. Engage in banter with the surly proprietor. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and conceivably, they would also have beverages. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not alcoholic, though. I'm sorry. Oh. <gasps> oh, I wanted to ask you, you. You led the segue into it. Are there dry counties along the Ozark Trail, Ozark Highlands Trail? There are some dry counties, but but when you, I will tell you this, when you get over on what we call the Sillimore section, that last 32 mile section of built trail past the lower Buffalo wilderness, there's a great little nano brewery called Gravity Brew Works that's only about two or three miles off the trail. A must stop. So you can get there and just do Edward 40 hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we're gonna we're gonna work on a spur. Uh, yeah. yeah oh, you I should. Like it. This at, is... Or or it should finish at that brewery. 
I think that just means That'd if you're so going cool. through the if you're going through the dry counties, you just have to befriend locals who have uh, distills, you know, stills on their property, so that you can sample the local moonshine. Because we we all know that dry counties aren't really dry if you know the right people. Ooh, that's right. Yes. That's, that's true. Yes. That's true. Spoken like now, a true here Italian. in Northwest Arkansas in the in the Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, Bentonville area. There's a bunch of good microbreweries. Cool. Oh, really? So maybe stopping through Fayetteville area, either, well, heck, before and after yeah. your OHT hike might be in order. Now, what about logistics as far as getting to and from the starting and end points? Is that difficult? Are they super remote? It's pretty remote. You can certainly do it. Um, there are several folks that provide uh, shuttle service. Okay. Where they will... You know, drop you know, drop your car, take you to one end, have your car waiting for you at the other. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, that's cool. You know, do that. Um, a lot of people, you know, you were kind of talking about towns and resupply. A lot of people just will go to uh, one of the trailheads, go a little ways off the the road, and just cash water or food. Now, water. It's, it's, that's a good question. Um, what is the, are there, I imagine there's actually a fair amount of water in the Ozarks. There is. So do you, you know, is there, are there any long dry sections uh, for OHT hikers? Oh, let's see. There's a section that may be about 10 miles. Oh, this is, this is nothing, Stephen, nothing. Stephen, okay. a quick, Stephen, a quick question for you. How close does sure. the Ozark Highland Trail go to Lake Village and Tawny Town? To Lake Village? Yeah, have you heard of Lake Village and Tawny Town? Or the town of Tawny Town? I know the, ta- the town of Tawny Town. Yeah. It's, it's up here in the Fayetteville Springdale area. Okay, is that close to the Ozark okay. Highlands Trail? Le- I, I haven't looked. Yeah. I'm, it is, okay. Can you get to Tawny Town from the, from the OHT if you hitched? Sure. You can. Okay, cool. What, what's in Tawny what's Town? What's in Tawny Town? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Italian heritage in Tawny Town. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's a, it's a strange little Italian enclave in the Ozarks. Really? Yep. I know this. It is. I they bet have you a can great go there. festival every August. Yeah, and oh. after you're finished, I can go there and get a bowl of pasta as big as your head. Oh, God. You certainly can. Yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah. Can, yep. Yeah, cool. a lot of pasta there. Yeah. And, and you're pronouncing <laughs> it right. Nice. Tawny Town. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Tawny Town. Yeah there's, another, yeah, there's another T in there, and a lot of folks say Tawny Town, hmm. but you kind of, you skip that second T, it's just Tawny Town. Okay. Oh, yeah, actually, you know what? I, I, I see the second T here in this article <laughs> I read recently, but I, I mispronounced it. Stephen, I've got a question for you. Shoot. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, I know there's been multiple sightings of Bigfoot in the Ozarks, and I know Scott Harriet of Scott Harriet's Tales from the Trails would be quite interested to see if if maybe someone who lives down that way can uh, confirm or deny Bigfoot sightings in the Ozarks. What say you? Uh, I've never seen him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you heard uh, it here first. Are you a believer? N- no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Oh, we're getting sidetracked. Uh, I tell you what. Let me let me throw it over to you. Is there anything about the Ozark Highlands Trail that you want to get out there that we haven't brought up tonight? It's a great wilderness trail, uh, particularly in the winter when a lot of the other trails are snowed out. You know, you can get 
couple of hundred miles in. Uh, it's a trail. You can hike it, and you may never see another person. Whoa. What? That appeals to us very greatly on the trail show because we don't like other people. <laughs> <laughs> that's only partly true <laughs> oh that's it sounds great that does sound great it I, does it, it sounds like a, a really great experience i mean you're kind of out on trail with not too many frequent resupply options you got to be very self-sufficient yeah you could hitch into tawny town in late august for that festival if you want to eat some big bowls of pasta oh, that's right where where can folks go? But you go probably to f- don't want to be hiking in August. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no you just go to Tawny Town and hang out yeah. eating pasta till like about October. Yeah. Till yeah. you're big enough to slaughter, and then you get on the trail. Sure. <laughs> I like it. Sure, and th- and then you know hit a hit a brewery there. Yeah. Um, okay. Tawny Town. Core has Core has a public house on the west side of Springdale, right at the edge of Tawny Town. Nice. Okay. So you can sit there and drink some dandy brews. Ooh. Dandy? Did you say dandy? I did. (laughs) (laughs) P.O.D. Come on. What? I don't know this lingo. I'm just well. Gravity Brewworks sounds like a must. Stop. Does it sounds like maybe a sleep next to the dumpster type of place? (laughs) No. P.O.D. What? I'm just saying. Well, it's okay. Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and talking to us about the Ozark Highlands Trail. It looks like the website is OzarkHighlandsTrail.com for folks that want to get more information. And, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Sure, sure. And and let me mention um, the, the guy who kind of founded the oh, yeah. trail and yes. the Ozark Highlands Trail Association, Tim Ernst, has, uh, he's on this fifth edition of the Ozark Highlands Trail Guide. Sweet. Okay. And you can get that on Amazon or at TimErnst.com. He's a renowned wildlife photographer as well. How is his last um, name spelled? That's E-R-N-S-T. Ernst. All right. Oh. Um, you know, so he's he sells uh, his guidebook um, on our website. We, we've produced two maps of the trail. Those are fantastic resources for learning what you want to know about pulling off a hike. Excellent. And since we've had a falling out with the Florida Trail Association, we'll be sure to recommend to our listeners, if they're looking for, to go for hikes in the wintertime, that they check out the Ozark Highlands Trail. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Thanks again, and have a good evening. You too. Good night, Stephen. Thank you much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. That sounds, sounds like a gem, I think. Does, there he really goes, does. ladies and gentlemen. Stephen Parker, right out the door I, I didn't realize you could have such a wilderness experience, like, yeah, it's just right there. It's it crazy. sounds like it's pretty damn remote. Yeah, and I sounds think really nice. Dilo, yeah. I think what you said about having to be self-sufficient—it's kind of cool. That would appeal to a lot of our listeners, a lot that, of our that viewers. Appeals to me. I, I actually yeah. think. I well, mean, plus you could connect it to the 500-mile-long Ozark Trail in Missouri, and eventually, you know, that will all be connected. Yeah, but even if it's connected. not connected and you have to walk some roads, that's that's good times too. Nope. You know? No, I just want to walk. I'm done walking roads, my oh, friend. I want to walk the high line. I mean, all I ever do is walk roads. I just go out and walk roads on the weekends nowadays. I don't well, know. you're married with two kids. Yeah, so and I go, I go road hiking. Road walking? No, I go road hiking. It's a thing. It's a thing here in Boulder. It's kind of like urban hiking, but yeah. you don't go, you, you just bypass the cities and stay on pavement. I usually go out around 1.30 or 2 in the afternoon when it's nice and hot and the sun's beating down. Listeners, back. I would like to apologize for Dilo's incessant nose breathing. 
Yeah, what happened at the beginning of that interview, man? I'm going to buy you one of those Breathe Right nose strips. I just want to let our listeners know that I'm feeling a little under the weather, okay? But you always do that. Well, no, but I'm here tonight, and I'm feeling a little under the weather. I haven't been getting a lot of sleep. I've been getting up early. I've been staying up late. I'm feeling under the weather, and I'm here tonight for you, the listeners. It's true. I, I, if, if it weren't for you, I would be home asleep in my five-year-old's bed, passed out. <laughs> but I'm here tonight to drink beer to carry on and to bring on the nonsense. I'm doing it for you. For the listeners. You do it for the listeners. You do it for the listeners. All right. P.O.D., do you have some missing countries that you want to highlight? I've heard you want to resurrect this segment, so I please. Do. Please. So I went through all the countries and cross-referenced our list of countries with the, I don't know if it was Wikipedia. No, it's not news. No, no. I, I'm sorry. My How fingers dare you. slipped. Yeah. Uh, anyway. What happened? So I cross-referenced that, and there's some weird stuff on our list of countries like internet provider and <laughs> European countries and other and things like that. Countries that aren't countries. Yeah. And so anyway, what I did, what I was looking for is, are there some countries where what we call this uh, low-hanging fruit? And I've mentioned this on a few yeah, uh, we shows now. About Cuba. And I specifically asked out of order to get to work on this, and it's not like he's been doing anything. So... Yeah, anyway, order. I see that Cuba is still on our list of countries that has not downloaded the show. Good Lord. Yeah, so I've, I've chosen two countries where I think, you know, probably people could download the show. Cuba. 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 Que onda Cuba? Que habido? Que pasa? Que pasa? Que de que o que? And... Quit the, drinking them Cuba Libres that's and right. download the trail show. Because the trail show is also... Libre. Not for much longer. And also the uh, country of Lesotho, or Lesotho, as some people say. Lesotho? Yeah, or some people say Lesotho. So this is a country that has a lot of beautiful, natural... uh, What's up, Chael Show? (laughs) uh, (laughs) Vistas and whatnot. Yeah, surrounded by South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So here, here's my ch- here's my chart. Yes. It's an island nation. It kind of is. Inland island. That's right. Here's my charge to the nation. Of Lesotho. And Cuba and the Trail Show Nation. Okay. If you can send a video clip of yourself and prove that you are in one of these two countries downloading one of our shows... Maybe, maybe I'll just send you something a little special beyond a trail show sticker. Ooh. Really? Yes. What, what are you talking I'm about? I'm not going to tell. What are those special I'm not going to tell. We don't even have anything that's Well, that I special, still have a gallon-sized Ziploc of your back hair clippings that I can send out. Wow. Imagine Ooh. that, trail show listeners. You could have a gallon-sized very... Ziploc filled with my back hair clippings. What would you do with that? Ultralight pillow. You could eBay. fertilize your lawn. You could use it as an... Ultralight pillow. Ultralight pillow. You could sell it on eBay where it would gain you top dollars. Or loofah. Yeah. Could be a, an exfoliator. Anyway, so those are the two countries that I want to so look at. Should Especially they Cuba. P-O-D at the trail show.com? Yes. Email okay. to me a video of your... Please, and please don't like... I, I, I'm all about you know nudity and stuff, but please don't send me a nude, nude video of you downloading the show. I don't want that. Just FYI. If you send me that, I'm not sending you anything. So. And while we're putting our requests... You heard uh, when we came back from break, Mr. Pat Dixon sent us that the standard trail show promo, which is this is so and so, and I never listened to the trail show. 
And I would actually like to throw this out to Trail Show Nation. If you would like to record some audio of yourself and send it to me, we will start putting those in at every break. So what I want you to do is say, you know, this is so-and-so. So, for instance, this is the this board. Is Samuel, the board. Here, here, here's, here's an example. Here's okay, an example. Go for it. I am Sasquatch when I'm not raping hikers in Glenwood <laughs> Springs, Colorado, who happen to be out just in the back of their house, you know, tending the vegetable gardens. I never listen to the trail show. Here's your template, people. Right. This is Samuel the Board Emery, and I never listen to the trail show. So that's what I want you to do. You can send it to music at thetrailshow.com. Make sure we'll you're doing some nose them. breathing when you record. Or if you have music you want to submit. Yeah, we always want music. So there you go. We've got all kind of solicitations out there this month. People. And if you record yourself from Cuba nose and you breathing. send us music and you send us some clips of you saying you never listen to the trail show, wow. We might actually we, we be might able just, to. We'll send you D-Lo. We'll might be I, I'll go to Cuba, man. Me and my Cuba. family, we're already going there. We might be able to yeah. find one of those coveted trail show hats. Wow. For such a feat. But Which are collectors. We can't say. Those are collector's items nowadays. Oh, yeah. That's right. 200000 on eBay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Next segment. All right. We do actually have, speaking of out of order, we have a final. <gasps> no. Say it ain't so. A final clip from his 6,300-mile hike. Whoa. North to south, across Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, I think he made it to the end. I'll let you, or I'm sorry, I'll let him tell you for sure. But it's out of order. He's been out there 11 months, people. 11 months we've been hearing from out of order. And he spent like five of those months in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. Hey, trail show. He was in Germany. What's up, trail show? What's up, trail show? What's up, trail show? That's good. That's good. What's up, trail show? This is out of order. Checking in from the end. Actually, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually far beyond the end. I'm back in the United States of America. What? Sitting on my friend's balcony. He sounds and, stuffy. Uh, looking Maybe he's been out crying. At my old law school, which Ooh. is uh, quite a feeling. It's been mm-hmm. ten years since I was at that school. I was last there during graduation, and I was also in the middle of the hike in the PCT that year. <laughs> I take it off. Uh, I take it. I basically skipped classes for the last month. I had taken some notes with me to study in the desert as I walked, and then just got going from Campo. Started walking north. Then I had to fly back to take exams and go to graduation. And after that, I flew back to the PCT and kept walking because man, that was the only way I could figure out how to walk walk the trail that year. And. Uh, <laughs> surprising no one I've spent far more years in the last 10 years hiking than I have practicing law which uh, makes me real happy probably makes the school less happy but you know <laughs> that's not my problem <laughs> nice uh, anyway the end the end came real quick you know it's it strange you go I, I turned a corner on this hill and all of a sudden you're looking at you're looking at the Strait of Gibraltar and there's Africa rising on the other side of the water. Just a whole another continent rising out of the water on the other side of the Straits. And it was just a great feeling. And uh, I was maybe 15 miles from the end there. and Those 15 miles disappeared so fast. And it was, it was you know, it, it was just a huge mix of emotions at the end. That, that sadness, that happiness, that 
just numbness. You just don't know what to think. But uh, you know it's over, and you know you got to figure out life a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the last night, the last night, actually, I I ran into some random strangers who invited me to stay with them in their spare bed. And um, it just brought home the whole trip, just how amazing the people I have met along the way were. You know, I walked through 11 countries. I talked to people in a dozen different languages, different religions, different sexual orientations, different colors of skin. And it didn't matter who it was deep down people were just nice you know once you got to talking to somebody once you got to know somebody once you broke through that that fear we all kind of have as strangers underneath it all we were so just cheering for each other cheering for each other's happiness that that's really the spirit i took from this trip that's that's the lesson i learned and i just hope that we can all figure that out because that's what I think what we need in the world right now. Anyway, uh, it's cool to see this looking out at the law school and uh, thinking that, you know, if you really want to make your dreams happen, you really want to make a trail like this happen, you got to just go out and do it. Uh, no matter if you got exams, <laughs> like I did 10 years ago when I was hiking a PCT, you just got to figure it out. And uh, so I encourage everyone listening, figure out that dream and go do it. So talk to you guys later trail show hopefully i'll see you sometime out there and uh we can chat and meet in person but uh until then get on the trail love you guys keep on keeping on bye wow a contemplative (laughs) oh man last audio clip from out of order man thanks so much for sending those over the last year it's been a blast it's been really cool to follow follow that and it's also cool to get the last clip even now that he's in florida because no, he wasn't you know, in Florida. Oh, he wasn't? No. Oh, he was somewhere else. Somewhere oh, else. Oh, we went to law school, yeah. So, but anyway, back stateside because that, you know, that space that you exist in after you've done a big adventure like that where I think you're you're really connected to your own feelings and you have this unique perspective of the world because you've been out in it and outside yeah. of your bubble. And that that only lasts for so long. I it's mean, short. It is, and I think it's cool. You get cool. a week, maybe. Or, or more. But I think it's cool to get an update from him yeah. post-trail where he's in that state where he's so, you know, uh, introspective and contemplative and, you I, know, I, seeing I just, the world. I just wonder why he didn't take a ferry across the Strait of Gibraltar. And, and keep going? Yeah. Because he, he read about like, trauma's experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, wanna, you think about hiking in Africa, you talk to trauma. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Lions. Mm-hmm. Well, that was really fun to follow his journey for, you know, the last year, basically. Yeah. And um, congrats to him for, you know, finishing that journey. 6,300 miles. Yeah. Amazing. That is a long through Where did he start? At the northern tip of Norway. Okay. He actually started at three northern tips of Norway. <laughs> So there's three places in Norway that claim, tip. that claim to be the northernmost point. Hmm. Yes. And I know at least one of them is actually an island that's connected by a bridge. Okay. And so some people argue that, well, it's not the northernmost part because it's actually not connected by land. It's connected by a bridge. But anyway, there's three spots in Norway that claim to be the northernmost point. And so what he did was he started at one of them, 
hiked south to a certain point, and then he hitched back up to the other one, hiked south to the same point, and then went to the other one, and then connected, you know, like the three-pronged fork at one spot, yeah, yeah. and then hiked south from there. And I think, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm speaking for him, but my guess is that he wanted to be able to, to, to own that, to say, yeah, I did from the northernmost point and not have to go back and forth with some person who's like, well, did some you start it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that's crazy, him. though. I mean, that, I don't know how many miles. We'll have to ask him what that added by doing those two other prongs of yeah, the trip. Yeah, sure it added a little bit. Yes, I'm sure. Man, it's, it's cool. And we will definitely, out of order, you are, you've got an open invite to come on the trail show. We definitely want you in studio. We want to do the Out of Order show. Dilo wants to see a spinoff podcast called the Out of Order Podcast. We've also got another spinoff called Ask Mags. Check That's that right. out. It's on iTunes um, right tomorrow. So uh, Out of Order, <laughs> anytime you want to be on the show, man, open invite. And we've been having these updates from Out of Order, but um, in case you haven't visited his website, it's really cool. He's got a lot of videos. And even if you don't feel like reading through 11 months of his journals, he's got his other adventures up there too. And there's a lot of photos and videos and musings and whatnot. And, you know, 50% of those are of Germany, but that's okay. POD, what's his website? Predictablylost.com. Bam. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we've got iTunes Top 5. We've got trips, mailbag, media review. Don't go anywhere. I told you we'd have a little something from Leo. Did he burp? He did burp right at the beginning. You want to hear that again? Yeah, yeah. Right at the front, listen to that. My name is Dio. And the best part is like you were practicing with him. And the, that was the best read out of all <laughs> out of all the reads. My name is Dio. I bet his voice has gotten a lot deeper since that promo. Yeah, I, we should. I'll get him to do another one. All right, D-Lo. That was really loud. Wow, that was way too loud. All right, trail Tra- tip, D-Lo. What trail do you got? Show Nation, listen up. You may find on the internet nowadays that there are a lot of people selling fancy trowels. That's right. In fact, I was at a birthday party last Sunday, and there was a gentleman there, an engineering folk. And it was actually kind of odd because when I rolled into the party, he was actually talking to the other engineering folks there about which number system he liked the best. <laughs> oh, I like, the, I like the base 8 number system the best. It's the Come on, man. Yes, it was ridiculous. But this engineering gentleman has a trowel business on the side. And I just want to let you know, Trail Show Nation... That I don't think you need a trowel. What? I think you just need to find a rotten log and a big, sharp stone. Hmm. This is a lightweight, minimal impact, leave no trace tip. That's right. What you need to do when you need to poo is find yourself a rotten log. Okay. And, and do what with the log? Then you need to find yourself a sharp, pointy stone. 
And in most places in the woods, especially on the Ozark Highlands Trail, you will find a plethora of rotten logs. Logs that are so easy to dig into that you could almost just get in there with your bare hands. But you're not going to do that. You're going to find yourself a nice, sharp, pointy stone. And you're going to use that sharp, pointy, nice stone, just like you would a trowel, to dig yourself a nice, deep hole. And you're going to save yourself the .4 ounces and $75 of fancy titanium trowel. And you're going to use that $75 to buy Pat Axel's newest album. That's right, Mr. Dixon. I don't know how much time you generally have when the bus starts backing up. But looking around for the perfect stone and the perfect rotted log seems like a lot of. I guess there's you know that's that's a good point. But usually when I'm camping, I wake up in the morning and the poo is brewing. So, especially with my my recent hikes, I will I will kind of just wake up and I know the poo is coming and I go out and search for that perfect rotten log. I I don't feel like I need to poo like and it's going to explode out of me and if I don't put it down it's going to come out of me. Wait a but minute. even That's if it what does to me, but I'm even confused. if it does That's come out of so you, but even if it does come out of you, you can always move it. No, uh, you, not mine. You poop inside <laughs> the rotten log. Yeah, I dig into the rotten log, which is great for composting your poo because rotten wood is, you know, D-Lo, this it, is not L and T, man. Yeah, you poop in the rotten log. We need special. In matter of fact, we're going to have him on next month's show. So we're going to have an Ask a Hiker question specifically related to pooping into a rotten log. Okay. Very good. Anyways, this is my trail tip. Outro music. You don't need a $75 trowel. You just don't. All you need is a rotten log and a sharp pointy stone. Please send all hate mail to Delo at Delo.net. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Trips of the past month. Did anyone go anywhere? I did. I did. I did. Oh, me too. Oh, I went so many places. But P.O.D., you go first. I went to Michigan, and I hiked the Manistee River Trail Loop with Frito Roll Talk Garcia. Yeah. It was his first overnight backpacking trip. And he twisted his ankle within an hour and a half of starting. <laughs> uh, of was he was he injured? Don't be looking at my goldfish. Those are not for you. Hands off the goldfish, Dilo. Anyway, uh, yes, and then he he was fine. Goldfish. He um, so it, there were a lot of things that happened. His tent was leaking. Anyway, in the morning, the tent that we loaned him. Yeah, that we, we loaned him. So then he slept. He had to sleep with me in the tent that Disco and I shared. And he was horrified when he got in to think that Disco and I had spent four months Be- sl- sleeping in that shelter together. Because this two-person tent that will go unnamed is the smallest two-person tent yep. in the history of mankind. He was like, "You, you both slept in here." I was like, <laughs> "Yep." Yeah. Anyway. So then in the morning, he was like, oh, yeah, I should take some more ibuprofen for my ankle. And I said, yeah. He said, I'm glad I took those two last night. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Time out. You took two ibuprofen when you twisted your ankle? He's like, yeah. I was like, no, dude, that's not enough. I mean, he, that's, he was, ju- that's just like, you know, a cocktail. That's a joke. That, that's like And he's orders. a big guy, too. You know, he's burly. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he said, well, I only brought six ibuprofen. I was like, what? You you have three pairs of shorts and six ibuprofen. What's wrong with you? Anyway, no, he did a great job. He hiked and his ankle got really sore. Later on, when we went to Perrin Brewing, Ben Shovel Stark, and we got a private tour of Perrin Brewing and a ton of 
good really beer. amazing beer. And we got some unique things that no one else can buy. That's kind of cool. And their setup is really awesome. They actually they have these this water filtration uh, system where they they set up the exact profile of different beers. So, for example, if they're brewing a Pilsner, which is from a specific area of Germany, they profile... Czech the, Republic. Or Czech Republic, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, they actually get a, a, the water profile from that area, and then they set up the same water profile in their system so that the brewing is the mm. same. Anyway, there's a ton of... If you're a chemist at all, like this is an amazing trip to go to Perrin. It's so cool. I think... Delo should set up the same water profile as that beaver pond I saw him drink out of on yes. the Ring the Peak hike for his, ta- his, his like tap water yes. at his house. Yeah, same water profile, Delo. What say you? I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, that since I have been educated by the man, the myth, the legend, his name is escaping me completely right now, but he is the whole food hiker. Arizona. I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, that since I have been educated to the ills of the pseudo, what did he say, the complex, the industrial pharmaceutical complex, yeah, I have been trying to tone down and take ibuprofen extremely sparingly. Really? Yes. So I took some ibuprofen tonight because I was feeling very under the weather, but I rallied for you tonight, the listeners. You did it for the... The listeners, listeners. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be sleeping in my son's bed, passed out, because I wouldn't have made it out of there tonight. But I just want to say that thanks to the man, the myth, the legend, Aria Zoner, I have been abstaining from ibuprofen. Whoa. Yeah. That's a big step. It is. We'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. P.O.D., finish your trip report. Uh, I'm actually curious about that, but please. That's pretty much it. I did this really awesome hike in Michigan with my bro. And thanks to Shovel, we got to have a private tour, and it's really great. And if you're ever in that area uh, near Grand Rapids Com- Comstock Park, um, please stop by. Uh, he gave us uh, several beers to sample, but we already had the beers covered tonight. We're going to drink those in Salida next month when we record our show. Yeah! And Frito World Tide Garcia also sent a, a plethora of samples, but for disco, not for you, D-Lo. Um, yeah, I, I, but I, I am I sharing that one cherry IPA with you. That's thanks. from Frito. The Michigan Cherry IPA from Perrin Brewing. It's excellent. I finally got to taste it a few days ago. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Shovel, he teased that yeah, beer the last time we talked to him on the show. He didn't. He, all he said was, it's going to have something to do with cherries, something to do with Michigan. Da, da, da. It's excellent summer beer. Dilo, you're going to love it. Fantastic, because I will drink it this weekend when I'm camping out in the summer sun at 9,000 feet. Will with you, my family. Will you be in the Kingdom 4? We will be in the Kingdom 4. Did you go yes, anywhere sir. this past month? Oh, are we doing trips? We are doing trips. Yeah, we're trips. on trips, man. Please. Last weekend, I went to man camp. Oh, you did it. I did it. I went to man camp. And man. I just want to say, for the men that were at man camp, you need to thank me. And they all did, because I salvaged man camp. Really? That's right, because these men... Didn't have a reservation at the Front Country Campsite on a Friday evening. Horrible. 45 minutes from Denver. Actually, it was more than that. It was an hour and a half from Denver, but still. Horrible. Any Front Country Campsite on a Friday night within four hours' drive of the Denver metro area. Horrible. You need to have a reservation. That almost could be a second trail tip of the month. Yeah. Really. Should I hit the music? No. Okay, very good. It's not necessary. 
But I just want to say that I salvaged man camp. And the way that I salvaged it was I drove my car very slowly because I am not a fast driver. And I realized that when you drive fast, people die quickly. So I drove very slowly through the campground five miles an hour a couple times. And I saw this one site. This one site said reserved for, hmm, please see the camp host at site 43. So I accidentally went to the wrong camp host at the wrong site. And asked him about it, and he said, oh, no, you need to go see the woman at camps at, the, at Site 43. So that's what I did. And the little dogs were yapping at me, and she was on the phone bitching and moaning at Hughes Net because the internet service was terrible up there. But I finally, It's a campground for crying out loud. But I finally got her to say, yeah, you can have that site. There's nobody there tonight. There's nobody there tomorrow night. It was just a little swampy. That's why I had the caution tape up there oh. that's right she had the police tape across the site former trail tip <laughs> that's the trick of yours Dilo. yeah she had the police tape going across the campsite so that nobody would stake it and said reserved for hmm. hmm so i went over there i scoped it out and it was the best site it actually was on the edge of the campground there was a nice big hill just past the the tent pl- uh platform yeah which was great for uh, day urination because I don't know most of our listeners probably urination urination m- most of our listeners probably don't stay at front country campgrounds but if you have children you might find yourself at the front country campgrounds and it's really great if you are at a front country campground during the daytime and you don't need to pee in the outhouse you could just walk over a hill and nobody sees you and you can pee it's actually kind of freedom it's 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 just pure ultra unobliviated, unobstructed, unadulterated freedom. There's unadulterated. a lot of other ways to pee during the day yeah. without people seeing you. Duration. Yeah. That's what I like, man. I, I don't want to pee in my tent in a bottle. I want to go out and Wasn't pee on a tree. Wasn't talking about that. I want to go out and pee on a tree, man, without people seeing me. I pee me. on the tree all the time. I love it. I pee in my backyard all the time at night, but it's usually after dark, and I make sure nobody's looking. Anyways, moving on. I saved man camp because I got the second to last spot in the front country campground on a Friday night. And then I went for a great hike after I set up my tent, and I actually ran down a mountain. Ran down. What? 1.6 miles I ran. I was like, hmm. Is that where that gash is from? No, that gash is from, uh, from earlier in the week when I was angry and just bashed my shin into a pedal. San Angelo bar, it's right? bleeding. Yeah. No, it's not bleeding now, but I, I, I was very angry. I had a bad day at work. I maybe had a couple beers at work. Put your and, leg down so you can see it. And I, uh, I, I just bashed my shin into oh, my that's pedal. gnarly, man. Bashed my shin into my pedal when I was stuck behind a car. Yeah, it was, it, that's another story for another time. Amen. Back Somebody get camp. a photo of Delo's t-shirt, please. Go ahead. Oh yeah, back to man camp. Back to man I camp. I salvaged man camp. I had the best site in the in the front country campground. The men were very excited, and I ran down a mountain. I ran 1.6 miles straight from the top all the way back to my car just to see if I could do it because I don't run. I never run. I don't like running. Not I'm not a big it. runner. Did you have that Jane's Addiction song in the back of your head? No. Coming down the mountain? Nothing? Nope. I, I was just okay. running, man. I was just like, let's see if I can do this. So I did it. It was fun. And the next day. Oh, my God. The next day. This is a long myself, trip Myself, Mr. Paul Manianti, and three other men went on a six-mile hike. Which included... Say what? That's right, a six-mile hike. Maybe it might have even been seven. Man camp has changed. It Why? used to just be copious amounts of whiskey drinking. There was copious amounts of whiskey. Let okay. me just say that 
I was the only one who was capable of cooking breakfast on Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, this, okay, this sounds. <laughs> I, everybody else was incapable, completely incapable yeah. of cooking breakfast. I was capable of cooking breakfast simply due to the fact that I have children and can get by on less sleep than other people. So therefore, I was capable of cooking for the children. I also drink heavily and for still the have children. children. For the children. I, I drink heavily and still have children, so I'm capable of waking up at 5.30 in the morning after getting like four and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> and Functioning. Somewhat. You yeah, know. It's incredible, yeah. man. So anyways, that's why I'm here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because... Oh, my God. I took some ibuprofen. I'm sorry. <sighs> Aria Zoner, I'm so sorry. It's I not Aria. He's not a song. It's Aria. Anyways. Area zoning. Either way. Area zone. We went on a fantastic six to seven mile hike. It included, and I will sum this up, POD, because I know you're getting very upset about this long Coming in for the close. It included loss of trail, walking on two feet of snow, coming over a trailless pass, bushwhacking a half mile down through thick and sparse brush all at the same time. To find out that you came back out on the trail right behind the sign that said revegetation zone. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastico. And then we just kind of cruised back. And then instead of sitting down at man camp, I got the funk out of there because I had to go home. You probably made a good decision. Did they do another night? They did another night. Oh, my God. I've done man camp one time, D'Lo. One time. Yeah. It was my first time. My only time, I don't know if it's my last time, but what I can tell you is that at some point during the night, the late Paul Max Mignanti mumbled a couple things in motion <laughs> for some people to help him up. So, so He was in a chair, right? He was in a chair, and he was unable to stand up, and we helped him up, and he immediately, <laughs> he, he immediately projectile vomited on a ponderosa pine. So that's funny that you say that, because that <laughs> night when the late Paul Magnanti went to bed in his vehicle, because there was only so much room on the tent platform for the three tents we had set up, he slept in his vehicle. He actually projectile vomited on his vehicle. <laughs> and it was there the next day. And when the camp <laughs> when the campground host came around the next day with the little yappy dogs, they were very small dogs. What did the little yappy dogs gravitate no. to? But Paul Magnanti's dried vomit on no. the runner board of his vehicle and they started eating it. And the only guy, oh, no. the guy who showed up after all of us went on our hike was just like, why are the dogs eating this? What is that? I don't know. There was another gentleman who showed up the next day, and he didn't know about the projectile vomit. He didn't know what it was. He just watched the yappy dogs eating it. And later on, when we came back from our hike and we told him what had happened, he said, oh, that's why the yappy dogs were eating that. That's his leftover vomit. No! (laughs) Leftover. No! That's the vomit he didn't finish. (laughs) Oh, my God, D'Lo. Apparently... Some things never change. Uh, when, Disco, when Disco went to man camp, oh, you saw me. The and next he came day. back the next day. He looked and smelled as bad as I have ever seen. I just, I just remember like driving, <laughs> driving down the hill from like I don't know where we were, uh, Allen's Park. Allen's area. Park. That's yeah, where we were. Yeah. yeah. And I found like the first gas station I could find, and I put my sunglasses on. Well, they've been on since I woke up, and I walked in there. It was brightly lit, and I got like. I got a Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. It's so and, good. And Thinking just, it would settle your stomach type yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, And I went in the car, and I, and I tried to drink it, and <laughs> I, I had like 
you know, two half sips. And then I, was, I just shook my head and I was like, I'm never going to man camp again. <laughs> he came home, walked in the door, and I was like, you look and smell terrible. And he was like, I need a shower, I need some greasy food, and I need a nap right now. <laughs> in that order. I was like, yeah. okay. And that's, anyway. I, I just want to say, I don't even know how I was given the blessing to go to man camp. It was just kind of nuts. It was like, hey, I was in, do you mind if I go to man camp? And she was like, no, that's cool. And I went. It was kind of weird. I did not expect to be given the blessing to bail on the family to go participate in that nonsense. Wow. Yeah. Does go any trips? Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it brief. So last Saturday, I went to my first ever Colorado Trail Adopters Training Day, actually held on the section of the Colorado Trail that P.O.D. and I just adopted. What? Yes, say it ain't so. And actually, I told her after the fact. I was like, I hope, I hope POD's cool with this, but we're going to adopt an eight-mile stretch of the trail. So we adopted a stretch of the trail south of Twin Lakes, and we've kind of been toying around with the idea of doing this. We help maintain a different section of the Colorado Trail that someone else has adopted every year. We've been doing that for a decade and now that we kind of live near the Colorado Trail, it just seemed like why not? Like yeah, why, why not? Why not have our why own not? little section? And uh, we can go maintain it after work if we want. Yeah. So we know there's nine blowdowns. Ooh, that's and exciting. We're going to go out Sunday, this Sunday, Delo, and we are going to take our we're going to take our Pulaski's. We're going to take our manual chainsaws. We got a silky big boy. We What's got some a tools. manual chainsaw. It's uh, is it like just like a chain that you with kinda, handles? A yeah, chain okay, with, with a okay. handle on each end. Yep, got it. And um, and granted, it's not a wilderness area. We don't, you know, we could use something mechanized, but nobody has certification yet. So we're just going to keep it simple, and we're going to go out and we're going to maintain our new section of the that's Colorado right. wow, Trail. That's fantastic. So it was cool. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about digging water bars. Yeah, there, there's a lot of technique yes. and, and mm-hmm. science to it. I did not know. So anyway. Just adopted a section of the trail. I, I told my dad about it, and he was like, I bet you're going to have to pick up a lot of trash. <laughs> I was like, Dad, it's not adopt a highway. It, it's adopt a trail, and typically there's not a whole unless, lot of trash. Unless Mags has been out there recently, yeah. it's going to be fine. <laughs> there might be Snickers wrappers and, yeah. and other things. All right, trips are done. Let's go right into something else. Delo's iTunes second. Top hot 5. iTunes Top 5. Oh, this is my favorite section. iTunes Top 50. Do we have any 50 reviews from iTunes? We do. The Trail Show Nation, you answered our call a couple months ago to post some reviews. Many thanks. Keep those coming. We'll read them. We got five right here tonight. Atrindleman says, better than an angle grinder, five stars. Ooh. Angle grinder! Speaking Delo's language there. I yeah. Work, I work as a metal fabricator, and Ooh. this show does a fantastic job of drowning out the noise of the shop. My only complaint is that it gets me thinking about that after work beer way too early. Great show. Keep up the work. All right. DJ Freedom Train says... Need to start paying attention to steak reviews. Five stars. He says, I start my next through hike next week, and on my test setup of my new tarp, I broke two of four brand new tent stakes. Oh, oh my God. What? I really need to start paying attention to the tent stake reviews that are done on this stellar show. But in all seriousness, the trail show has been amazing lately. 
It's always been good, but they've stepped it up lately with amazing guests, regular shows, and longer than ever. My next through hike is a trail I heard about from the trail show. In other words, these people impact lives. Wow. Thanks, trail show. That's awesome. That's a great letter. Yeah, it when, is. when my wife asked me, I thought you quit the trail show. Why are you doing another trail show? You I'm say, just going to say, because I'm impacting I'm other changing people's lives. lives. You can I'm say, people's lives. Just say, DJ Freedom Train said, I'm impacting his life. Yeah, I will. I will. That's and all you got to say. She'll just kind of look at me, probably with a blank <laughs> stare, and just say, God, how many beers are you going to drink tonight? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next one comes from Huck HD HD HD. <laughs> he says, never disappoints, five stars. More beer, less gear. By the way, I currently use railway spikes as tent stakes. Oh, that's fantastic. They're super lightweight. Slows me down. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it slows me down to enjoy the trail. Yeah, oh, there it is. There, there it is. Go. That's actually a trail tip. Yeah. Carry the heaviest and tent stakes you can find. <laughs> there's our tent stake review right there. Plus, Railway you could spikes. use them as a trowel. You could use them as a trowel because like they are, like, not going right. to... You could dig... you got to poop really fast. You just start hacking at the ground with a railway stick. <laughs> That's so That's much better brilliant. than a lightweight <laughs> trowel. That's brilliant. So our 10th stake review is from... It, it's from um, H- Huck HD 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 yes. HD. Yes. Railroad spikes. Railroad spikes. Who knew? Yeah. And I you don't no even idea. have to buy them. You just go to your local railroad. Your abandoned railroad. Or yeah. using one, and you yeah. dig it out, and... You they know, weigh like two, two pounds a piece. You need Good. some sort of pry bar to get it out of the... A San Angelo <gasps> bar? You need a bar. San Angelo bar, the flat end of the San Angelo man, Bam. and all that leverage. Bam. Pop it out. Just stand back when you pop it out because you don't want it to pop it out and hit you in the eye. And then you can Bam. just keep them in your side pocket? Yeah! <laughs> or maybe if you've got a fanny pack? Yes. Put like eight of those in your fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> and watch your fanny pack just, you know, fall apart. All right. Dead yeah. Warmo. Dead Warmo says, makes me want to pack a pack. Five stars. How many of you would rather pull out your toenails than go to work? Oh, I just lost the toenails. <laughs> I, the it comment. depends on the situation, uh, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm with him 100%. Dead Warmo, Check I know. Check out my new toenail. I know exactly what you're saying. Not bad, right? All right, last but not least, we've got <laughs> Slow Mountain Hiker, a worthy companion while running with my dogs. Five Aww. stars. Each okay. episode of the trail show keeps me and my two Catahoula dogs company. Oh, Catahoula hounds. I know what those are. For a Saturday and Sunday morning run. The hosts are funny, experienced, yet do not take themselves seriously. Oh, no. I take myself very seriously. <laughs> Have you guys seen my new toenail yet? You're the only one. Great guests. Great trail reviews. And if you ever need to know what tent stake you should use. Oh, my gosh. Back to the tent stakes. This podcast will not disappoint. We're getting a lot of People props. are excited about you. the tent stakes. Boomer thought we were joking earlier. Yeah, yeah. But Boomer. Boomer, you want to make man. some money. You want to make some money, buddy. You better start go stealing uh, railroad spikes. spikes and just selling them, man. There it is. Lightweight. Doesn't even matter. Just tent stakes. Trail show. You Well, actually... We should partner with Boomer and get some sort of uh, a trail show tent stake. Trail show tent stakes sold on boomersgear.com or what have get you. Boomgear.com, yeah, baby. Get boomgear.com. Yeah, get boom. Yeah, get get boomy.com. On the getboomy.com site, we could have the trail show brand name tent stakes. Man, that would be amazing. Slow Mountain Hiker closes out his comment with plus. I get a great quote from this podcast that irritates my wife while out on the trail. I say to her, so that's your backpack. (laughs) (laughs) What other podcast offers such value-added content? That's right. (laughs) So that's your backpack, huh? 
<laughs> You've had it for years and it's never let you down. Yeah, your old backpack is good enough, right? Wrong. All right, we can't go down that road. No. We we cannot play that entire clip. I say I say so that's your backpack, huh? To to Leo and he just kind of looks at me. You know, <laughs> when he's getting his backpack ready for school or preschool or You something. say it to him? Yeah, it's like so that's your backpack, huh? <laughs> kind of looks at me like that. Why are you saying this? You know the one I say, it, it's funny because the show actually has me saying the first part of this little clip. The man or beast yeah. that I run from Ain't been born. That's true. He says it all the time. Dead. It's I, true. I, I can't, like, I can't stop saying that. You know what I say to my students all the time? <laughs> the man or beast that I <laughs> He run says that all the time. Ain't been born. Look at his face. Look at <laughs> it. Look at his face. I it's ridiculous. I lo- when, I, when I was on the, the air, man or beast <laughs> I run from. Ain't been born ain't yet. Ain't been born, born yet. yet. And his mama's, mama's already dead. dead. <laughs> See, it's it's hilarious. It's true. Oh boy, where are we? Uh, lost. Well, <laughs> we, should we do our conservation interview? Oh please. Yes, we Something. should do the conservation interview, what? and then we'll go to break. Yeah, we got to get this back on the rails. All right. So we've got a very special treat this month: a conservation interview from the trail. All right, let's go to a clip. All right, for this month's conservation interview, we've got Steve Staley. Chairman of the Board of Directors for Colorado Trail Foundation. We just finished 16 miles of trail work, so if we sound a little loopy, don't hold it against us. The cool thing about today is that Steve and a couple of his friends have adopted a 12-mile section of the Colorado Trail, and they've been maintaining this section for 30 years, right? 30 years, yes. I just wanted to kind of talk to someone i mean i we just adopted a section of trail this is year one for us so we've got someone on the other end of the spectrum that's had a section for 30 years so pro what what is 30 years of trail maintenance meant to you and and i guess the place to start is how did you get involved 30 years on the colorado trail we found it after one of our climbing partners perished on a mountain in in south america and we were looking for a give back, and the trail was formally opening in 1987. So we adopted the 12-mile stretch in honor of this, uh, this uh, fallen comrade. And, you, you know, everybody wants to volunteer. Everybody wants to find a give back. Everybody believes in something. And we all believe in the Colorado Trail, wanting to give back to these great public lands that we have. And uh, over the course of that 30-year period then, uh, I became more and more involved, hiking the trail, of course, and, and then uh, got onto the leadership, got on the board of directors about 14 years ago. Okay. And I've been chairman for 10 years now. Wonderful organization. Uh, the organization is uh, giving 700, there's 700 volunteers giving 20,000 volunteer hours a year. Wow, incredible. So it's a small organization that plays big in in uh, the trails world. So what I should tell trail show listeners is that POD and I have been helping out Pro with his 12-mile section of the Colorado Trail for a decade now. We started with you back in 06, 07. I can't remember exactly which, but, you know, today's 10 years of helping you guys out with your section of the trail and 
I don't know. How many volunteers do we have out there today? We had 34. That's incredible. That's one of the bigger days I can remember us ever having on your section. I mean, you probably remember bigger, but it was a fun day. We're beat. At least I am. <laughs> and I'm thankful I don't have to drive back to Denver. It's been real cool. And, you know, Pro and, and his buddies Ando and Dreamer inspired us to adopt a section of trail. So we've kind of come full circle, which has been really cool for us. Uh, so thank you for inspiring us to adopt a section of the Colorado Trail and, and give back the same way you guys were inspired to adopt a section and give back. Well, you get way more than you give. Absolutely. I would agree with that. And for folks that are interested in becoming a friend of the Colorado Trail or learning more about the Colorado Trail, where can they go online? ColoradoTrail.org. All right. Steve Staley, many thanks for your work for the Colorado Trail Foundation and for inspiring us to do trail work here in, on public lands in Colorado. You bet. And uh, we're always looking for more volunteers and particularly the young people to raise their hand, say, you know, I, I, I want to I help keep these public lands in good shape, do it in any one of a number of different ways. We do it through maintaining the Colorado Trail. All right, we're back. That was awesome. The Amazing. professor. The professor, Steve Staley. Such an intelligent I met that man. guy in 2003 on Georgia Pass. On the CT. And I said, so that's your backpack, huh? <laughs> and you said, it for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. And then he pulled out his satellite phone and took some business calls. All right, we anyway. got to go to break. When we come back. We got a lot of stuff. We got Ask a Hiker, so Mailbag, 300 other things that don't go anywhere. Trill Show will be back. The Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. Oh, my God, that Pisco. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Trail Show. That Pisco We got Pisco Sours in the so house. Strong, Correct, man. golly. Oh, it's so good. It takes me way back. Does it? How yeah. far back? How, you've, where have you drank Pisco Sours before? In Kuko. Oh, Kuko. really? Oh. I think it was 2000. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I drank. Oh I drank. My God. I drank pisco sours. Wow. Not not so much in Chile, but, uh, but yeah, in Peru. So we're drinking pisco sours. D- d- uh, Let's d- talk d- about d- why. D- d- Disco. You have the letter, I believe, d- d- from Kate d- d- Gully. D- d- Could you read Disco. it to us? I got the letter too. If you don't have it, Dilo. Okay. Oh, yeah, hold on. Wait, listeners, ladies and gentlemen, can you play some interlude music? Because I got to pull it up on my. Well, here, let me talk. My, oh, my yeah, that's fine. Talk about Dilo. Pilo, Pilo, That's when Dilo and I are together. We're Pilo. So we are drinking some pisco sours. Why? And um, why? Because Mister <laughs> Craig Gully sent us some pisco because we were talking about it on the last show. Dilo, Shh. take it away. Okay, not, here we not go. Not just any pisco. No, I'm going to talk about that afterwards. Um, in discussing pod. In discussing the Inca Trail in episode 59, you again mentioned Pisco and Pisco Sours. This is about the third or fourth time that you have mentioned Pisco Sours in an episode. 
This struck a chord with me as way back in 1984, I worked in the Cerro Tololo Observatory in north central Chile, near the town of La Serena. I worked at the observatory for just over three months and got to know the staff there very well. Of course, on the occasionally rare cloudy nights, we would all get together, and they invariably induced, introduced a young college student to Pisco Sours. Oh. When I left the observatory, they presented me with a bottle of the local finest, and I was able to bring it home, as those were the days where you could take a large liquid bottles on airplanes. I have kept it sealed and safe for the past... Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Say it. 33 years. What? Now I feel it is time to pass it on to you and Disco with what? one caveat. You must open it now and make Pisco Sours to enjoy. Whether you want to use it in place of beer in the next episode or do it privately with some friends, it is up to you. But it was powerful in 1984, and I'm sure it will be devastating today. <laughs> Good luck, and thanks for the laughs. Sky Geezer. Sky Gazer. Sky Gazer. Hi. A.K.A. Craig Gully. What a guy. So, first of all, this was totally unexpected. Totally. And, like, to send us something that, that you know, was gifted to you so long ago, huge thank you. Like, that's so awesome. And we don't deserve it. So, thanks for that. Um, I did a little research on this Pisco. Um, it is from Fundo Los Nichos, which is in Valle de Elqui which is in the southern end of the Atacama Desert, Ooh. and it's about 250 miles north of Santiago. And this area is known for their wines. Are they in the Atacama Desert? This is the south end of that. Okay. Yeah. It's a, this so you're kind of getting out of the desert. Yes, and I looked up photos of this town too, and it's there's vineyards everywhere, and wow. it's like high desert, there's yeah. mountains yeah. and stuff. It's really beautiful. Um, but hot, you know, it's hot there. Um, so Fundo Los Nichos was established in 1868. And if you speak Spanish and you want to go read a really long history of their family, you can go to fundolosnichos.com. I did not read the entire history because I'm not Megs. I, I typically go there um, five, six times a day, usually after Moose Jaw, my, my visits yes, to moosejaw.com. Moose click I, over I, there. Fundos Los Nichos. I think there's a link com. on fundo, uh, fundo Los Nichos on the Moose Jaw website. I think enough, it took me to Walmart last time I, I went to their website, but that's, I'm sorry. So visiting uh, Valle de Elqui and Fundo Los Nichos distillery is rated the, one of the number one things to do in Lonely Planet for that area. Bam. FYI. Nice. Like I said, they were established in 1868, and it is considered... Valle de Elqui, so this is, a Peru, this is a Chilean Pisco that we're drinking. There's also Peruvian Pisco, and they are different. Well, let it be known that that section of Chile used to belong to Bolivia. Okay, well, yeah. uh, the Chilean Pisco is, I think, slightly sweeter than the Peruvian Pisco, just FYI. Um, but there's hot springs there, there's hiking, there's stargazing, it's high desert. And Valle de Elqui is considered to be... The Cuna del Pisco y la Poesía, which means the like birthplace or cradle, the exact translation, of Pisco and poetry. So, um, really, it's amazing that he sent us this, uh, that he sent us some Pisco. First of all, it could have been crap Pisco. We would have been fine with that. How do you spell Elke? Elki, just yeah. like it sounds. E-L-Q-U-I. Oh, Q-U. Thank oh, you. just like it sounds. Just like it sounds. 
Um, but also, this particular bottle is special because it's from Fundo Los Nichos, which is not just any Pisco, uh, Pisqueria. It is the original distillery of Chile. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty special to have it. And so I actually did some research on the best Pisco Sour. Pisco Sour doesn't have that many ingredients, but the bitters that you traditionally use, we, it's really difficult to find here. And I didn't, you know, I live in Salida. I didn't have time to drive around and try to figure that out. But um, there was an, a variation that was carried in one of the liquor stores here. So I made some Pisco Sours and I brought my martini shaker and a bunch of ice and we did the whole thing. It even has a little lemon slice on the side. And What it's, a guy. It's so delicious and it takes me way back. Way back to when I used to hike in jeans. I hesitate to ask this simple question, but I'm hoping you know the answer. How is Pisco made? It is distilled from fermented grapes. Oh, it is. So it's, yes. it's grape-based. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. So what makes it different than wine? Like what? I don't know. Without getting like too into the well, weeds. Well, it's a distilled product. Wine is not distilled. It's aged. Ah, I see. Okay. It's so fermented and aged. Okay. Pisco is fermented, distilled. And aged. What is the what proof? So is this more? Yeah, is this this is stronger than wine. This is forty three proof or percent forty three percent alcohol. Yeah, so it's eighty six proof. That's full on yeah. liquor. That yeah. that's liquor. And liquor is quicker. Fundo Los Nichos sells. They don't sell the forty three anymore. Actually, uh, I, I'm looking at the map here, and the LK, the Valle de Elke. Does not, does not look to me like high desert. It's it's it, not high desert, but for that latitude, it's not like it's, the it's Sahara. Qu- it's quite far from the, um, what was the name of the desert you mentioned? The name escapes me quite. Atacama. Atacama. It's very far it's from It's the, the very Atacama south desert. end of it. Really? It doesn't look yeah. like that at all on this map, but anyway. This might be made from grapes, but it sure don't taste like Boone's Farm. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Oh, this is excellent. This is going to be our 4th of July beverage that we serve at our, on our porch. Wait, no. I thought I was going home with the Pisco. No. <laughs> no, sir. No Why way, is it man. that you guys get all the... I, I, you B- know because what? we handle you the shipping what? peanuts, You know what? I'm done man. with the trail show. I don't get any of this alcohol from any of our listeners. It all goes to you guys. You drink it all. You show up no, here. You, you get 24 share, beers. You show up here right with here. 10. And we you usually up, send you home yeah, with you beer, You get too. 24 beers. They show up with 10. I am tired of this, listeners. I'm tired. Oh, you got to turn off my microphone now because I'm bitching and moaning. You got to put on the crickets. Mm. I don't even understand this anymore. You got to turn the crickets up really loud because I'm tired of just being cut out of the alcohol deals that are part of my trail show payment. I've had it. That's it. Oh, oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, he just he just left the studio. Whoa. Cricket, please stop. stop. Okay. I think uh, my friend Paulina, who we're staying with tonight, she's from Argentina, and I told her about this Pisco, and she oh, was... Oh, she's going to want some. She, I think I'm going to make her a Pisco... Uh, she's breastfeeding Mimosa. She's, she's breastfeeding? You can have a you Pisco just pump and dump. They, She's got breast milk in the fridge. Luke feeds the baby all the time. Uh, come on, man. You can yeah. have a Pisco I'm going to make her a he Pisco Mimosa. Baby Pisco? Yeah. What? Yes. What did you just yeah. say? Okay. Where are anyway, we? Craig Gully, what, what a happened? guy. Thank Amazing. you so much. What a guy. Absolutely incredible. Amazing. We're not worthy, but we we're going to sure keep drinking this. It's so good, and I wow. did a pretty good job on these. We got to get sure a photo with the bottle for Craig Gully. What yeah. a guy! So my last like week in South America, twelve years ago, when I was in Lima. After I was done with all my hikes, I was in Lima for like a couple of days before I flew out. I ended up drinking so much with all these people that I was like, "I'll just try and go to the bar." 
And I like tried to go to the bar with them and I like fell off the sidewalk and like nearly broke my ankle. And it was like the next day I was just like limping around because my ankle was so f***ed up from like the fall. I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't break my ankle because I'm about to go hike the CDT and I'm really excited that I can go home and that I didn't break my ankle in South America. Media review. We watched a film this month called Alcove by a gentleman named Chris is Awesome. We're going to post a link on all of our social media sites so that you can watch this video too. It's about 50 minutes long. It features a hike that Chris and Ryan Jordan of BackpackingLight.com did out in way western Colorado near Grand Junction area. It's actually a hike that P.O.D. and I plan on doing with D.Lo and Twinkle. And Grace, this fall, it's the Minol's hike, and I thought the video was really well done. I mean, obviously, Chris is a videographer. Videographer, the editing was phenomenal. He used a lot of high quality film. He also had a little dolly. You can see that, in some of the shots. He had that that hippie Ryan Jordan on his video too. <laughs> I love it, man. Ryan was so nonchalant. They were doing, and by the way. This hike is advanced level hiking. Like you're gonna watch the video, but but just be warned. Most of this thing, if not all of it, is off trail. There's a lot of exposure. This oh, is like dangerous exposure. I, and I know for a fact that Dirtmonger has done this hike. So you've oh, heard God. Dirtmonger talk about the hiking he's done in the past. So this is this is up there. I mean, this is this isn't your beginner stuff. You're not gonna show up with your app. And uh, there no is app. no app. Ain't no app. For and not only that, you need to time it. If you if you even consider going out there, if the road to the trailhead gets rained on, you will not be leaving. The mud out there is ridiculous, and your car will just slip and slide, and you'll be there for a while. And three so, days, according three, to one of the gentlemen in the video. Yeah, one of the gentlemen in the video who happened to. I, I think it was just somebody who happened to run into the the two guys who Chris and Ryan. Yeah, it was a rafter. Video. Yeah, a rafter was like, oh yeah, I know that trailhead. I got stuck there for three days when it rained. <laughs> yeah. So you better. I thought hope... it was six days. No, no he no, said he got days. stuck there for three okay. days. Yeah. But it's kind of like you better have a little extra food in your car type of thing in case that happens. Yeah, I think it's roughly what a thirty thirty to forty mile hike, give or take. Again, most of it's off trail. It's a really neat part of Colorado. Definitely give the video a watch. Like I said, it's 15 minutes. It's pretty quick. Oh, it was quick. great. It, it, very professional. Chris, yep. Chris yeah. is awesome. I mean, he definitely knows what yeah. he's doing. It yeah. was really beautiful. My, my only complaint, if I had one, is that the background music uh, was louder than the narrator many times. So I found like I was like really kind of leaning into the TV to try to hear Chris talking because the background piano music was a little loud. My only complaint would be that Ryan Jordan is a hippie. <laughs> I, I don't Ryan. know Ryan Jordan. I don't know Ryan Jordan. I don't know if he you're listens a, to our podcast. D'Lo, you're a f***ing hippie. What are you talking about? Yeah, man? but I... You but, just told us you don't ever tell your kid you can't. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I just heard that today on another podcast. <laughs> we At your actually, house? We should actually do a trail show uh, podcast about other podcasts that we listen oh, to. I've got like 10. That would be fun. That would be, that fun. Would be fun. That's a bonus anyway, show. Back to the yeah. movie. Back yeah. to the film. Back to the it film. It was really good. The yeah. only part that I didn't like since we're... 
talking about the parts we didn't like because when they were sitting around the campfire and they're like, what do you miss when oh, yeah. you're out here? And there's like, I miss my wife. And I'm like, you guys are out for three days. <laughs> Come on. Well, they did, you know, granted, they it's did fly. Ryan flew yeah. from uh, Montana oh, to so Denver a week. and then drove across the state. And I don't know. I don't know. They had a. Sh- they sure did have a nice cabin. Did you guys notice the nice? Yes, cabin they I were did. In? And I noticed they I were wearing ch- their shoes inside. I was checking out that nice cabin. I was like, "Damn, that's a nice cabin." These guys are like roll. You know, you like were envious. Rollers. I was like, "Man, I wouldn't have that." That's nice not cabin. how disco and I start trails. I would like, be like, "I'd be camp like, in the park." So yeah, they exactly. Don't notice. I would be like, "I would be at the trailhead, like drinking heavily, like <laughs> sleeping in my vehicle, vomiting on my runner boards." Listen to us being being so judgmental. I know. We, wait, we need to channel our inner out of order. Yeah, okay. So my Come inner on. out of order wants to channel my vomit onto my runner boards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, magpie. <laughs> Under the bus, he just was thrown. The it best. was really good. Check it out. But no. Fantastic, that actually. if you want to embark on such a journey, it's the real deal. So how do you find Chris is Awesome? I don't know. I found him on Facebook, Chris is Awesome, Facebook or something like that. I went found to him the on Vimeo. Vimeo. Went to the Vimeo, Chris is Awesome. There it was. Yeah, and if you just go to Vimeo.com and type in Alcove, uh, his should be the first video that pops up. But Mm -hmm. we'll post a link. Check it out. It's awesome video editing, video production. And I think it kind of highlights the fact that you can go out for 48 hours. And, I mean, D'Lo, you've talked about this before. You can go out for just a quick shot, 24 hours, 48 hours, and you can get, like, almost a mini thru-hike in that amount of time if you're willing to, like – Get off the beaten path. Yeah, you sure can. And it's very easy to get off the beaten path wherever you are. All right, let's go right into mailbag. Let's do it. Let me turn my papers. We got some music for you. All right. Buddy Sesums. Hey! From the email Sesums. writes, wanted hey. to let you know what great memories your New Mexico trip brought forth, D-Lo. Yes. Had the opportunity to consult for a year in Albuquerque 11 years ago. ABQ. Wife, kids, and I spent weekends hiking and camping in the Jemez area. Breaking bad. As a Florida native living in the (laughs) desert, escapes to the greenery of the Jemez and accompanying streams were key to sanity. Walter White. Since I work in flight tests, made sure that the flight routes usually allowed for scouting the next outing. Whoa, scouting the next outing. No pun intended. Rhyming. Rhyming. Many miles were spent with my then seven-year-old son on my shoulders and 10-year-old daughter leading the way. They both have fond memories of the streams, fly fishing, and tent rocks. Yeah, the tent rocks, Thanks. baby. We will need to go back now that they are adults. Jesse Pinkham. Uh, Lone Wolf from Emails writes, I would just like to say I'm a section hiker and want to be a through hiker. I have to start through hiking when I retire. Until then, I have been downloading the trail show and listening on my one-hour commute to and from work to get my backpacking fix. I really like Special 41, but D'Lo's a joke. And Special has improved <laughs> the information presented and quality banter on the show. He really has, actually. He Wait, really has. Did, did he really say D'Lo's a joke? No, he didn't actually okay. say that. P.O.D. threw that in because Special is so much more... Um, special. No, I wouldn't say special. He's just so much more elegant than I am. He's so yeah. much more well intellectual spoken. and well spoken. He's than a better I am. orator. I'm just kind of like, hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've been here since like eight thirty. It's it like seems that up on it seems that without D'Lo, there's much more information and much less stoner <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> this man has an agenda. The show just keeps getting better and better. Keep up the good work. Lone Wolf. Wow. D'Lo. Any you ready? You're ready to bleep out this profanity? Please. 
you, lone wolf. <laughs> Julian from Facebook writes, hey, Trail Show. What's up, Trail Show? What's up, Trail Show? What's up, Trail Show? There's an article about a man I knew who passed away recently and attempting to summit Mount Baldy, five miles from the PCT. He wrote a Korean language hiking book, and he and his wife recently became the oldest couple to complete the 600-mile South Korean length of the Bekdu Dagen Trail, which... So this is Julian from Facebook. I just thought this was an interesting note because I thought, mm, that maybe that's a trail that we need I, to cover. I didn't know there was you a 600-mile trail in South Korea. Trail now, I have heard coming up. there's a 600-mile yeah. trail in North Korea, and Dennis Rodman is getting ready to set out on the right. inaugural through-hike, but I, I don't know. Interesting. Don't know. Okay. Uh, John from Facebook wants D-Lo to know that Hillary Clinton recently stated that she would like to hike the PCT with Cheryl I Strait. watched that. I saw no. that. I saw that. that yes. Is that fake news? No, no, it's not real. fake news. I feel like I watched that. Maybe it was because John from Facebook mentioned that. I don't know where I saw it, but Hillary Clinton was on the record saying, I would love to hike the PCT with you, Cheryl. Yeah. What? It's true. Yeah, it, I would love to see. Like, is this I would love to see both Hillary Clinton and Cheryl Trade step out on the PCT. Trade. Is this, this sort of like uh, this is a dare, Cheryl? If you're listening, because I, I know I know Cheryl listens to the trail show. I've talked to her about it. Okay, Cheryl, if you're listening tonight to tonight's trail show, I want you to get Hillary out there. I want you to go hiking. I don't want any secret service. You're safe out there on the trails. Go out there, go hiking. Come on, get Hillary out there, Cheryl. I know you're listening. I wonder if she can get a quick dry pantsuit, uh, like kind of made out of frog tog material yeah. or something. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if this is sort of like the former governor of South Carolina, Mark no, Sanford, when on. he went and hiked on the Appalachian Trail. No, this has nothing to do with that. Okay, she's really going to go have a lover in Argentina. Is that what you're saying? Hey, yeah. I don't. I know. don't think so. No, no, I, no. I, Cheryl's going to go out on the trail. Cheryl is an avid trail show listener. D-Lo? I have communicated D-Lo? with Cheryl a bunch D-Lo? of times. What? I thought you had to go home soon. I really do. Okay, then cut it. <laughs> <laughs> so is that it for mailbag? That's it. All right. Do we have any donators this month? We do. Who are the donors? Who are the donors? We've got our monthly donors that are subsidizing the free listenership of every other person that's just glomming on and downloading for free. We've got Bernard Gummy Bear Wolf. Who Russ Not Fuss Kinder. Kinder. Craig Pisco Gully. What a guy. Chris Smith. Smith. Christmas. Gringo Madness. Christmas. Bobby Walters. The. 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 Joshua, bow down to Ja Bowden. <laughs> bow down to Ja Rastafari. <laughs> Diane Pinkers. Pinkish Diane. Vermont. No, she's no, not. No, that's Ingrid, man. That's Ingrid. <laughs> David Vitti. Hey, what a bus is being. What's the name of that town? Uh, what town? The- Ta- Tawny Town. Taunty Town. David, Taunty Town, Vinny. Oh, <laughs> stop it, trouble. stop it. Arkansas Italiano. Justin Quality Knowles. What a guy, Quality. Quality. Jason Lurch, not Church Dean. Ain't no lurching. Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Samuel Emery. <laughs> not the board. <laughs> Rudy from North Cascade Hiker Podcast.com. Hey, whoa, hey, Jeffrey, not Sessions, Caldwell. Forget about Jeff Sessions. This is Jeffrey Caldwell. Buddy Sessoms, not Sessions. Session. Pat the, ba- Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Oh, Pat get out Dixon. of town. Hey-o, this is Pat Axel Dixon. And I never listen to the trail show. That's awesome. It's kind of weird. 
<laughs> it is. I like the voice effects. By the way, when I met him, it was at the uh, the CDT, CDT ki- kickoff. kickoff over at the uh, the Horny Toad or whatever Mountain Toad. What, the brewery. Yeah, the brewery over there down there in Silver, Silver yes. City. Yes, and he was <laughs> he was <laughs> he was planning to start his hike the next day on a shuttle, and he was going to do a certain amount of miles, but not camp. Like I don't know, there was something going on. And he was telling me about it, but he was leaning on a trash can because he could not stand upright. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Good luck. We'll see how that first day it. goes in the desert, my friend. That's the way to start your through hike. Yeah, man. Gentlemen. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're hungover, the best way to get over your hangover is to sweat it out. And die sweat in the desert. Out. Okay, we've got our one-offs. <laughs> die in the desert. Yep. We got Jason. Get your face on. Corbett. <laughs> oh. We've got... Fill up, don't let up, Gilbert. Don't let up. And we're still waiting on Tyler from Facebook to donate 10 plus or minus dollars. Oh, you guys yeah. didn't get that money? No. no. Oh, I got it. Shoot we got it. an IOU deal. Uh, no, I, I guess you I, gonna, he gave it to me. You I, can have the 10 bucks. We'll have the No, hun- no, no. It was, it was like $100. Okay, well, we'll have the hundreds of beers we've skimmed off the top over the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. I'm really not happy right now. We skimmed some beers too, D-Lo. But yes, I know that you have, Disco. I know that you have. I don't you don't know. have to even pretend that you have. I know that you have. I've seen it happen. Yeah, we consider should payment for dealing with packing peanuts. Hey, should we uh, throw in our uh, clip from uh, June 8th? Oh, you yeah. know what? I tell you what. This is the part of the show. Oh, we don't know. Well, I will throw in the clip from Special 41 if I can take the clip from Lennox to Mac, back to Windows, run it through a couple conversion programs. Okay, so just leave that sure out. Plays. No, it, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm actually going to try to play it. So if it if it works, it'll be right now. Here. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is Special here. I'm coming at you today from uh, just a little bit outside of Minneapolis, St. Paul. We're actually sitting poolside, which is a little unreal. Today, I'm going to actually start off by telling you that I'm, I'm going to open this, this year beer. Um, I went ahead and lined up a few beers for myself for today. Uh, the first is going to be a hibiscus sour, uh, and this is going to be from Roselle. No, uh, no? Fair, fair something brewing. Fair State Co-op. Oh, Roselle is the name of it, and it is a hibiscus sour. Sorry, everybody, I'm a little slow. Um, so let's get this bad boy open and see what it tastes like. This this is a uh, a local beer, um, and it's uh, it's coming out of Minneapolis. So yeah, let's crack it open and see what's cracking. Oh, that's oh, a beautiful sound. First impressions, it is sour, not crazy sour. I'm digging it. That hibiscus is like mellow on the tongue. It's not really, not really like overpowering. It's there, but you almost kind of have to look at it. If I didn't know it was a hibiscus, I might have to like think about it to figure it out. Zool, you want to give this a shot? All right, so what's new in the world of Special and Zool? So uh, we've been doing a little bit of things lately. We've had a few events now, now that we're out on the road. One of the things that we've recently done was uh, we actually went into the Boundary Waters canoe area up near Ely um, and did two nights out on a canoe. Um, as evidenced by the fact that we are both sitting here, we, we did not, in fact, murder each other. Although it was unclear at the beginning whether that was really going to be the case or not. There was, there was definitely the possibility that only one of us was going to come back. And I, I think it might have been Amanda because, uh, yeah, I think she's ready to strangle me at least a couple of points during the, uh, the outing. Just the one for a prolonged period of time on the first day. But we got our stuff figured out, uh, cooled off a little bit. We, we did epically fail in that we did not bring any bug repellent. 
Uh, Zool's taking the credit on that one. I said my bad. Although in my defense or her defense or somebody's defense, like I didn't think of it either until we were actually out there. And I was like, oh, you brought the DEET, right? Uh, no. So, so that was fun. Um, other highlights of our little time in the Boundary Waters were uh, we saw Bald Eagle, like pretty up close, probably like 50 feet or so. We uh, came around this little bend in the river and all of a sudden on this dead tree, maybe like 40 feet up, uh, it was this pretty, pretty large sized bird and uh, definitely Bald Eagle. He checked us out. Um, we checked him out. Our eyes met and uh, yeah, snapped some photos. We'll try to get some of those up for you. Um, other highlights where we watched a dragonfly emerge from its, uh, from its nymph stage and like inflate its wings uh, and hang out. It, it unfortunately did this on our tent. So we kind of had to watch it. Uh, we were trying to take down the tent, but um, you know, like can't, can't be disturbing wildlife. So we, we sat there and watched it. Um, I did take some video. I don't know how well it's gonna turn out, but uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, if it turns out at all well, I, I'll, I'll maybe uh, throw it up on the YouTubers and, uh, and we'll, we can toss up a link. Um, let's see, what else is it? We, yesterday we had a really fantastic tour with, uh, with John Mowry at uh, Abel Seed House and Brewery. Um, they're only a couple years old, uh, but they are, I tell you what, they're turning out some pretty delicious beers. Uh, Disco, you'd like the IPA. In fact, I liked the IPA. Uh, it was bright, clean, kind of like a grapefruity uh, thing going in on the end. Not, not like the sharp hops that uh, I tend to get turned off with. So that was pretty cool. So one of the cool things about Able Seed House is that they're working with local farmers to try to source their barley and their hops and other things all in state. I shouldn't say all in state, but as much as they can in state. Uh, so they're, they're really turning out some, some good stuff and hopefully uh, this, this batch of barley that they got going is going to test up great for them and they're going to be able to, to get that going in their, their next run. Um, but they definitely had some, some delicious ones. So they had this Black Wolf Stout that was pretty fantastic. Uh, I think it was like 3% alcohol or something so it was real low but you could just for a light or for a for a dark beer, it drank so light uh, and just it was like the alcoholic version of a cup of coffee. So definitely, if you're uh, if you're in the Minneapolis area, do stop by Abel. John was super awesome. Showed us around the entire operation. Uh, gave us some behind the scenes tour info and stuff, and uh, just hung out with us for the evening, drinking some some fantastic beer. Uh, we also, while we were there, uh, went to Surly, um, which is a pretty big deal here locally. Uh, they do distribute uh, around the region, um, but they were fantastic, just delicious beers. Uh, we had this one that was like a uh, really peppery... Fiery Hell. Fiery Hell, which is pretty rad. So pretty great stuff. Uh, our next stop is actually going to be down in Iowa, and we're going to be heading out there tomorrow uh, but for today we're just we're hanging out by the pool drinking some beers and uh, just kicking back um, I'm gonna down the heck out of this sour because I tell you what it's got like that deal where you know when you take a drink of beer and it kind of makes you salivate almost like when you're eating something salty and and like the only thing you can do to like scratch that itch is to just like drink more beer 
We're going to drink some beer, and I'm going to come right back at you in just a couple minutes. In the world of Special and Zool, other things that have been going on recently, we did go up to Wind Cave National Park on our way out here. That was super cool, super, super cool. It's actually one of the largest caves in the U.S., one of the first national parks, I think it was like the third or something national park that was ever designated. And uh, when we were there, there was no one there except for the bison. Uh, so we had a pretty great tour. Uh, there was actually a full tour the day that we were there, but as far as the campground, it was totally empty except for like three other people. So it was very nice. Other spots along the way, we stopped at Graham's Island State Park in North Dakota. We also stopped at, uh, we went by Turtle River State Park and did a few days of programming there for uh, their kickoff to camping week. We also got to hang out on a National Scenic Trail on National Trails Day with a chapter from the North Country Trail Association, which was really neat. We got to do a short hike with them. We got to walk on the North Country Trail because it actually goes through the park right there. We did a float down the Cheyenne River uh, with all those folks as well, and uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Rick who helped me pull a entire tire and rim out of the river. We got it up into his canoe and we managed to get that sucker out of there, and that was pretty cool. Definitely the biggest single piece of trash I've ever pulled out of somewhere, so way cool stuff as far as that goes. Uh, other interesting things that we've done, we haven't done anything. No, I'm just kidding. We've done some other things. We, uh, we did stop by the headwaters of the Mississippi at Lake Itasca State Park, which is kind of funny. So this is like one of those places that uh, was quote unquote discovered, right? So like all of the Native Americans around at the time knew that this place existed. Uh, it wasn't like any big mystery to them. There were several series of white dudes who came out trying to find the headwaters of the Mississippi. Uh, and kept failing. This guy finally came out, asked some Native Americans, like, oh, hey, yeah. They basically were like, oh, yeah, over there. Check it out. And then, of course, it, he, quote-unquote, discovered it, gave it some ridiculous name, even though this place has had a name for, like, thousands of years with the, the Native Americans. This is another one of those, like, Denali, Mount McKinley things, which these things always crack, crack me up because we always seem to give them these names that are incredibly lame, uh, instead of the awesome names that they've had for forever. So anybody who's ever been to Zion, you know, pretty lame name because like, you know, people go wherever and I guess like, you know, they got to, they got there and wanted to talk about the Bible or something. So for whatever reason, they decided to rename it Zion. But its actual name is Makuntaweep, right? It just stands there. It means uh, the straight upland. So this is another one of those examples. Lake Itasca, Itasca County, like the whole area. There's all sorts of things named Itasca. And this is like a totally made-up word. It was like a basically two different, I think, Latin words that the guy glued together for that mean like true and head or something like that. Uh, rather than it just being the actual name of the uh, of the lake that the Native Americans called it since time immemorial. Um, so yeah, headwaters of the Mississippi. You can actually walk across it because you they it starts at this lake, uh, and there's a small maybe 25, 30 foot across like little rock barrier kind of a deal right there, and there's like tons of kids running across back and forth. Apparently you're supposed to like walk across it the number of years you are old in order to get some like 
bonus points or something or good luck or something. So there's a lot of like youngsters running back and forth. Some really cool dragonflies everywhere. Um, so that was definitely a really cool thing. So pretty neat stuff, pretty neat stuff. This is one of the great things about this position um, with Leave No Trace. Uh, we're, you know, Subaru Leave No Trace traveling trainers. It's pretty awesome to be able to check out all of these new places. And really our entire region is new country for me. So, you know, kayaking the Cheyenne River, canoeing in the Boundary Waters, checking out the headwaters of the Mississippi, uh, now that we're down in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area for the moment, you know, it's gotten much bigger. It went by Minnehaha Falls over there. Um, so it's pretty pretty awesome to check out some of these cool natural areas, um, as well as some of these great beers. Uh, I got to tell you, Colorado, my home ground there, we seem to, I think, be pretty confident with our beer game for good reason. Don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah, man, Minnesota's coming at you. So uh, he, you better keep ahead of it. Otherwise, these, these people are making some pretty fantastic beers. Yeah, I think I'll leave it there for now. Um, I want to give a big shout out to John Mowry. Uh, he is the, um, one of the main partners at Abel's Seat House and Brewery. Uh, he hooked us up big time with uh, working some of his connects and getting us a place to stay at the Voyager Outward Bound School while, we're, while we were in Ely. Uh, he gave us a fantastic tour of the brewery there um, and I feel really bad that I you know completely messed up the audio because I was gonna have some great clips from the actual tour but man um, yeah I apparently shut off my mic at some point and even though I was recording I just recorded like three hours of dead air and I don't think anybody would enjoy listening to that so yeah big shout out to uh, to John he is a trail show listener uh, so if you do get in the, in the area, if you're ever in the Twin Cities, definitely go check out Abel Seed House and Brewery. Tell John, uh, Trail Show sent you, and uh, yeah, it's going to be, it, you're going to have a good time. Trust me. So for that, I'm going to leave it off now, and uh, everybody, I hope you get out there on a trail. Okay, that was a clip from Special 41. Or, uh, or it uh, wasn't. Or it wasn't. TBD. You never know. What do we have left? We've just got to uh, ask a hiker. Oh. Oh. oh! oh, I don't have any questions this month. No questions? I do. All right, never mind. We have questions. Okay, we have a couple I'm not going to let P.O.D. steal it because she's taking over every yeah, she's other segment. To, she's trying to take my, the segment. My question it. is from out of order. Oh, God. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, wow. Go ahead. I, I, so, out of I order. I have questions, but I, I have like three or four of them. So, let's, what's one okay. more? Can so, I have another piece go sour? Yes, I'll make you one. Okay, fantastic. So, Out of Order wants to know what the punishment should be for hikers who pick, who who harvest or cherry pick or Their trail name. high grade. No, no, no. No? No. High grade the M&Ms out of trail mix. Ooh, this is even worse than so picking So, he wants to know name. what the punishment should be and if it's different if it was a hiker box bag of trail mix. Wait, so, so Out of Order is concerned about the hiker... Who happens to come upon a fat bag of gorp no, in the no, hiker box? No, no, it's not necessarily a hiker box picks, bag. It and cherry be. picks all of the M and M's and puts the rest back. So his question is like, let's say Disco and I are hiking together. Yeah. Okay, and we've got a, a bag of trail mix that we're sharing. And while he's setting up the tent, I sit on the side and pick out all the M and M's. Now this is a big party foul, by the way. This. So he wants to know what should be the punishment for that. Now let me just say, uh, from me. 
and then I'll go make your drink, D'Lo, and you can answer. Fantastic. Because um, I need more alcohol. To, I know you do. To continue you talking still got about an the eye open. Show. Yeah, um, that's for, true. For me, two eyes. I actually would love to hike with somebody who picks the M and M's out because, as Disco knows, what I don't like M and M's in my trail mix. Sometimes what? my trail mix consists of only M and M's and peanuts, and half peanuts. and half. It's true. That's how. And roll, I baby. would prefer raisins. And so, Ugh. if we had a bag that was peanut, that was peanuts. M and M's and raisins. This girl and I would be so happy because he would eat all of the M and M's. How many? And I would listeners? eat all of the raisins. It's a good How point. How many listeners know what Gorp stands for? Good old raisins and peanuts. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't say Gorp. He said trail mix. Right, but who so knows what? How many listeners doesn't know? Matter. It, that was my question. It should be Gorp. With an M in there because M and M's are crucial Ugh, in gross. your no, they're not. in your trail. You could have chocolate chips. You could have macadamia chips. You could have some you could cacao have nibs from chips. the house food store. Cacao nibs. You could have some. What about ibuprofen? You tab? could have some. Uh, <gasps> yes, mal- Wait, you could have some malodextrin nibs. You might, Maltodextrin. You could have, uh, also, you could have weed yeah. gummy bears mixed in. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, weed gummy. Best. What's right. up with all that stoner nonsense? I'm D-Lo. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, who, who so anyway, that mentioned that? Out of Order wants to Lone know. Wolf. Lone, Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. Out of Order. Lone Wolf. Want to know. You think I'm a stoner? I'm not a stoner. He wishes he were a stoner. I he can't, can't do, even. He's, I, he's not allowed uh, anymore, people. I, I just like eat the gummy bears and then like drink 10 beers. I'm not a stoner. It's not just the More trail show. More of an alcoholic It's not just the trail show that he has. God damn it. Damn you, lone wolf! So, what should the punishment be? I Quick. don't know, man. The, punishment. Out with, the punishment should be hanging out with lone wolf. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, I like it. Uh, on that note, I will go make you another piece. Go. Lone wolf thrown under the bus. My Bam. turn. All right, my turn. All right, next oh. ask a hiker question. Hey, trail show. Is there somewhere <laughs> on the interwebs that I can find the route for the Denver brew hike? Uh, a friend and I are heading to the front range for a couple of 14ers, and we figured that a brew hike would be a fun rest day alternative. Well, here's the thing. There's two yeah. Denver brew hikes. There's the one that we did. Yeah. The inaugural Denver brew hike, I might add. The and then there's course. the eight-day, 100-mile Denver brew hike that Snorkel did. And by the way, we will be having her on the show to talk about that as Trail of the Month on a future show this season. Wow. Summertime. Stay tuned. Uh, but in the meantime, I think he's talking about the route we did because that was a one-day route. Uh-huh. And I think, I think I've think i still got the schematic of our route. I could schematic, post that. Schematic, man. I actually, I'd be happy to post that. I actually dropped the word schematic on a um, on my checkout, my, my young lady checkout hostess at the grocery store this morning. I said, yeah? this, this book that you want to buy is fantastic because you could draw schematics. It was a, a hardcover... You know, notebook with graph paper rather than college lined paper. And I said, she was like, "Oh, I don't like how you, it's all you know graph papered." Yeah. And I was like, "But this is great. You could draw schematics." And she yeah. said, "Schematics." She I didn't start, know the term. She no, she knew the term, but she started laughing because how many times, if you work as a grocery <laughs> checkout clerk, could somebody just say the word schematics to you? You know, you're just like schematics. Hashtag she, schematics. She said, I don't draw enough schematics. This actually really happened to me this morning. Young lady at the grocery store said to me, I don't draw enough schematics, d yeah. Next question. Wait a minute. 
Tell us more about the schematics, please. You got to draw some schematics if you want to get anywhere in life. Now, is this is this cube graph paper or is this just rows? Are there uh, columns? No, uh, yeah, yeah, there's columns, there's rows, man. It's full-on graph paper. It's like an Excel spreadsheet. The, actually, this, this hardbound notebook thing had uh, topo maps on the front and the back. What? It was pretty cool. I was looking at the topo maps while I was buying my bananas and apples. Trying to figure out where they were from, I I was I was. So this wasn't the blank. Mead composition book with the no, black no, no, and no. white this covers. Was, no, this is okay. at the independent grocery store. This was a notebook, kind of like hardcover style, you know, hard thick cardboard with topo maps on the front and the back covers and graph paper on the inside. It was a fantastic schematic. So that's your backpack, huh? <laughs> You've had it for years, and it's never. The man or beast that I run from <laughs> has never been, been born. born, and his, his mother is already, is already dead. dead. I, well, what what just happened, Dio? Yeah. We've I got, don't know. I was talking about schematics. Can we get back to ask a hiker questions? Let me, All right, wait a minute. We need an answer for the first question. Ask Snorkel. Yeah, I, no, Snorkel, no, no. So, so here it is. Snorkelhikes.com. Eat, eat, <laughs> eat Liz Thomas. Com, whatever it is. EA Thomas. <laughs> Dio, Dio, please. Just, I'm sorry. All right, we'll post a schematic of yeah. our route. Yep. And then if you want info we on the eight-day route. we got to get schematics of Liz Eat Thomas's house. Yeah, we'll route. do that too. All right, next question, D-Lo. I'm not sure I can read anymore. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's great. So I'm making you a second drink. I love it. you got it. another Pisco Sour coming, i gr- I got to read with one eye. All right, I graduated college back in 2015, weighing 433 pounds. No. No, just kidding. It was 233. I lost 50 pounds in just under a year, 363 days to be exact. That's big time. To try and become a healthier me. I had been working at a restaurant from when I graduated until December 2016. I was on my feet all day, so it was pretty easy for me to stay in shape and be able to go out and hike seven miles in a day. In December... I traded in the kitchen life for a desk job. I found it hard to get back into shape and stay there. I've gained a couple pounds since starting the new job, but I can't seem to come half as close to what my activity level used to be. It doesn't help that I have an hour drive to, and an hour and a half drive home to, and an hour and a half drive home oh, from work. And I've also picked up a case of peroneal tendinitis, tendinitis in the foot. So. After that long introduction and lead up, I can already hear P.O.D. saying, Just get to the question! <laughs> yeah, I was busy making a drink. Yes, so there it is. Not freaking out. How do yins stay fit, injury-free, keep your trail legs while still working a desk job? Any tips would be greatly appreciated. Let me just quote Mr. Money Mustache really fast and say, Move closer to work. Yeah. That commute, is. what his commute, one hour is way too long. Move closer to work. Why can't you live closer to work? You can live closer to work. You might have to live in a garage. You might have to live in a back alley, but you can live closer to work. And I would submit, if he could get within four to five miles of his job, he and could start then, biking to work. And then, if you bike to work, you've got a four, you know, you've got an eight to ten mile yeah. bike commute every day of the week. And let me just say, from firsthand experience. Biking four to eight miles every day of the year, 300 and how many days a year? Because I don't drive to work. I never drive to work. I always bike to work. Except when there's too much snow to bike to work and then I just stay home. (laughs) 
And then I'll bike to work the next day when the snow is cleared a little bit. Because we live in Colorado, and they, yeah. they plow the bike paths. They don't necessarily plow the roads, but they plow the bike paths. So I bike to work almost every day of the year, except for the days that it snows. And I can go out and out-hike any I can go out and out-bike that's right, because I bike nine miles a day, ten miles a day. And that just kind of keeps you in strength. That just keeps you strong. It keeps you young. What's his name, D'Lo? What's this gentleman's name? Sir Alex of Geezy Adventures. Okay, Sir Alex, in case you cannot move in the near future, let me offer a few ideas on how to, how to stay in shape. You've got a desk job, and desk jobs are not conducive to staying in shape. So what you've got to do is, is take... Take the long view. Every little ounce of exercise that you can do a day is you beating the man. Yeah. And we're all about beating the man here at the trail show. Take the so, man and shove his head up his own ass. It, it, exactly. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. But look, get a 30-minute walk-in on your lunch break. Yep. Uh, a lot of times, I've had jobs in the past where I would actually eat on the clock, and then during my lunch break, I would go exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, anything you can like. A, at a job that I had, um, the the boss, the boss man, the top boss man, installed a pull-up bar. Boom. Which was right in front of my desk. So I would just be like, two days a week, I would go out and do like 20 pull-ups, right? So yeah. Sets of five. Yeah. You, all of a sudden, you're just like, or, or maybe you do it every day. Maybe you do 20 pull-ups every day. You're just like, oh, my God. If you do 20 pull-ups every day, you're going to be so sore at the end of the yeah. week. because, And you're not even going to be able to move your arms. You're going to be like, I'm yeah. going to take a couple of days off from pull-ups because doing 20 pull-ups every day, five days a week is going to work you yeah. until you're so strong that it doesn't work you anymore. And then you can do 30. And then it's going to work I, you. You know what I mean? So it's like you could hang some pull-up bars somewhere at work. You, you know, could. That, that's or, what I think could happen. Or at the co-work space that I work out of, we somebody brought in some power stands, which are mm-hmm. the, the the little gadgets that help you do push-ups a little easier. Like you grab onto them as opposed to putting palms on the floor. And we've kind of created this culture in our co-work space where, you know, every hour you'll see somebody like doing some push-ups. And, and and it's cool. So another I, good another good thing that you can do without any equipment at all is a burpee. Oh, burpees! Do you know what a burpee is? Go on YouTube. So a burpee is basically you're standing, you yep. jump, yep. jump as high as you can, come down, drop to your hands and and feet, plank position. You know, top of a pull up, do a push up, come back up, hop back to the squat, and jump back up. Land and standing. That's basically a burpee. You can watch YouTube videos. But yeah. there's nothing to stop you from doing burpees at work. Man, you get up every half hour, you're like, man, I haven't done anything. You get up, you just bust out some burpees at work. People will look at you like, that's kind of nuts, <laughs> man. Freak what, show. What's that dude doing? Yeah. But then they'll be like, what did you just do? And you're like, that's a burpee. They're like, why did you just do that? And they're like, because I don't want to. I die. don't want to get fat, man. <laughs> I don't want to get fat. I'm trying yeah. to stay lean. And they're like, oh, wait, okay, that's cool. I've never seen a burpee before. And they just start doing. Next thing you know, you have cultivated a culture, a culture at your office space Bam. of fitness. You know, you next thing you know, you got ten people doing burpees. You're like, every fifteen minutes, you're like burpee, burpee, and, and the whole everybody stops.
And does a burpee. POD's doing burpees as we yeah, speak. Yeah, she is. She's off the mic. Yep. Doing burpees. Burpees. I got two other things I'll submit real okay. quick for Sir Alex. Number A, get up from your desk Walk. at least once an hour move. and just, just make the rounds. Every 45 minutes, really. Yeah, 45 minutes up, to an hour. Walk. Go to get, the bathroom. Get the walk blood outside. Flowing. Yeah. Get the blood flowing. And Stop. the second thing I would submit is that if you're a little more ambitious and you, you're willing to devote 30 minutes a day, P90X3 is a 30-minute exercise program. 30 minutes a day for 90 days. I'm telling you, man, it will change your game. Can and I, you can get a used set of P90X3 on eBay, and you can thank me later, Sir Alex. P.O.D. I was, well, I was doing burpees. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing heavy, man, because that's and right, I, Sir Alex. Burpees will make you breathe. And I was making a load of drinks, so I couldn't weigh in. But I just also want to say that because, you know, I go through my hashtag winter manatee phase, and I don't always transform into summer mermaid, but that's okay. <laughs> but... Hashtag winter manatee. I would say. <laughs> Hashtag summer mermaid. Yeah, I haven't posted that yet because that's not happened. But anyway, uh, what I was going to say was that just know that no amount of exercise is not worth it. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Just do something every day, man. Every day. Even if it's five minutes, do something. Like seriously, walking around your office for a couple minutes every hour, every 45 minutes. All of a sudden, by the end of the day, you've got 30 minutes of walking in. And find, On the clock, ladies and gentlemen. Find some place to hang a pull-up bar, hang some yeah. gymnast rings. Oh, I, I guess Push-ups. I got to give props to gymnast rings. I bought a pair of gymnast rings. Our, uh, our buddy Speedo. A month or two the, ago, a couple the months Gobi ago. The Trail. He's I hung him, that. I hung him off uh, an I-beam at my house. It's amazing. It's just like, it's oh, fun. why don't I just go do five pull-ups, you know? Do it. Why don't I just do an L-seat, right? You know? Fitness is fun. Fitness is fun, man. Yeah, so and here's the thing, you don't need a gym membership. Like, no. like well, don't think gym memberships are cool, but you don't necessarily you don't need, need it. it. Yeah. You don't need it. You can do it's yoga at home. Yep. I mean with YouTube you can do you can do HIIT workouts, you can do CrossFit, you can do almost everything at home that, that you need to do to kind of keep a baseline level of fitness, you know? Even if it's get out for a short jog, like mix it up. That's the other thing. Don't don't pick like you know, if you're doing trying to do yoga seven days a week, you're going to burn out. And you're going to get bored. You got to mix it up, man. You're doing. You're got to do some Pilates. You got to do some Pilates one day, some mixed martial arts the other day, some uh, jujitsu the following day, Boom, and then get your bam. Namaste yoga style and get your chanting Iyengar, in, man. man. You yeah. get your Iyengar oh, in. Oh, you got your Iyengar. You hey, Dilo. Your, what? How's that second uh, pisco? <laughs> Fantastico. Me gusta mucho los piscos. Craig Gully. Let me Sours? try it. Let me try the second How one. How do you say sour in Espanol? What a guy. They call it a pisco sour. Yeah, they do say a pisco sour because it's not dolce. What's the apisado de dolce? Yeah, I made that one a little less strong because I was worried about you. I'm worried about me. You're worried about you getting home and continuing to be married. So, uh, <laughs> My wife is fast asleep. I'm not feeling sick anymore. Thanks to the alcohol. It's and the ibuprofen. Aria Zoner, I'm so sorry. I took two ibuprofens before I came on the trail show tonight. Look, guys, I'm going to come. I, I, I got to level up oh God, with Aria. It's like oh, when we met. I just I, 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 Aria, I'm so sorry, man. I, I took two ibuprofens tonight because I was feeling a little feverish and I needed to record this trail show because Disco and POD were so gracious enough to drive out here all the way from Salida, which is two and a half to three hours away, depending on traffic. And I just couldn't bail and say I'm sleeping in my son's bed tonight. Look at his face when he plays sound effects. <laughs> yeah. 
So is that's it, why it, I'm here tonight because I took the ibuprofen and because I smoked like a ton of weed <laughs> and because I've been drinking so much alcohol and this is like still going on and I really need to wake up early tomorrow to call in sick to work. All right, I think I have one more ask a hiker question. One more ask a hiker Maybe question. Maybe two. Okay, I got two. I've got two. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. We haven't taken the kids backpacking yet, just car camping a few times. We want to buy our kids sleeping bags, quilts for backpacking or car camping. Do you have any advice on brands or what to get them? Currently, my daughter has a Kelty 20-degree bag. She's four, and my son has nothing. We want to buy something that would be good for car camping, but we'll transition into backpacking as they get older. Is a quilt Okay. Should we go full sleeping bag? My wolf and I, wolf, wife, my wife and I both use local Libre quilts, and I love them. Hmm. What advice do you have for a dad trying to get the whole family backpacking eventually? And that was from Brent Stevens. All right, my, I got a piece of advice. You do? Because I and, do not. And actually, it, it goes to POD, and I've told her this a million times with newbie backpackers. Do not take them on a 20-mile hike on their first day out. He's talking about what kind of sleeping. I know. Systems. I'm just talking about in general. Okay. So let me just uh, – what what I do, I, I, I have a sleeping bag for my 5-year-old. It's some sort of REI thing that we bought. It, it's big and bulky. The and Kingdom synthetic. 4. No, it's big and bulky and synthetic. It's it's uh, – I don't know what it is. It's, it's humongous. I would not recommend backpacking with this thing. So when I finally go backpacking with my five-year-old, I'm probably just going to bring, bring one of my uh, more elegant high-end sleeping bags and let him sleep in it because it's probably just going to be me and him and some other father and some other kids. So I can bring one of my fancy sleeping bags and he can carry it. But the question that I have for you, Brent, is that, well, I have never actually done any backpacking with my kids because they're kind of young. We do car camping. Leo. And what I, what I do is I put my youngest, who is uh, 19 months right now, I put him in one of my wife's old down jackets. I just stuff him in there. He has a, uh, a sleep sack. and We stuff him in his sleep sack into a down jacket, and he's pretty toasty. So that's kind of what I do. I don't think it's backpacking savvy. So I actually don't have any real answers for this question. What, Dilo, what about the hike you told us about? You took Leo on where he had to make up all the stories about Superman and like the yeah, superheroes. Yeah, he was, he was just, we were That wasn't camping. an overnight? That was, I mean, we overnighted, but we car camped and then we just, okay. we just hiked up. He was hanging out in the backpack the next day. Oh, that was at the, okay. the tail end of his third year on the earth. Okay. Yeah. Third, hashtag third year. So I don't really know. I, I, I would actually defer to some friends of mine, Dave and Malia. If you happen to be listening, which I know you're not, but maybe somebody else who's listening knows Dave and Malia. They they don't live far from here in Colorado, and Dave and Malia, or maybe someone else has some other more information. Yeah, Dave and Malia have some information for you because Dave and Malia just finished an eight day section of the Colorado Trail with their ten and seven year old children. Oh. We should have them on the show. We could have them on the show. They That'd would be like fun. That. Yeah, they just would like that. Except they need a babysitter. Unless we record it at their house. Bring they don't in live the kids. far away. Yeah. They don't live far away. But we yeah. Could, we could do Maybe something. we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. I'll ask them if they want to be on the trail show. It'd be kind of fun. Um, so yeah. So we could. they would have a better answer for you, Brent. I have one more question tonight. Cynthia Durand, over dinner after mountain biking last week, asked me, 
What makes a trail a long-distance trail? Little did Cynthia know that I'm on a podcast where I solicit <laughs> questions just like this one every month from our listeners. So tonight we're going to answer that question. Okay, this is actually a good question. It is a very good question. So my answer to Cynthia was, it's very simple. You need to resupply. You, you can't carry enough food to complete the hike. You uh, gotta, you gotta. Pepper like, did it. Yeah. Pepper did the entire 500-mile mi- Colorado Trail with no resupply. And how many days? Uh, it took him like 11, 10, 11 it was an unsupported speed most record. people most people <laughs> are not about to right. carry 10 or 11 days of food nor right. are they going to do f- between 40 and 50 miles a day yeah right. Right. so I, I i feel like re- you know that that's that's kind of the exception i feel like if you have to resupply if the hike is so long that you cannot carry enough food to do the whole thing in one fell swoop that it starts to become a long distance hike over to you I, I would agree with that. And, you know, we've featured trails that are sub 100 miles as trail of the month. So I don't know that you can actually attach a distant, distance to it. Here's the other thing. What if you're just hiking five miles a day? All of a sudden, a 35-mile trail becomes a week-long hike, right? I don't think you can say it's got to be 100 miles or it's got to be 50 miles or 200 miles. I think you're right, Dilo. I think if you resupply... All of a sudden, you're in the realm of long distance hiking. Yeah, because it takes you more than more time than you can carry the food for. But I'm, I might even submit that anything over one day might be a long distance hike. I don't know about that. No, no, because a, a weekend, in the a weekend hike is not a long distance. No, hike. no, 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 no. Yeah. It's not. No, it's not. If you go out hiking for like 25 miles over a standard two day weekend, that's not a long distance hike. This is a question from Cynthia Duran. She's a very statistical, rule-oriented person. She's a computer scientist type of person. Okay. She's an engineering type of person. This was her question for me. My answer to her was, you need to resupply. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. I agree. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Any more questions for Ask a Hiker? Um, what's the difference between a trek, a hike, a walk, and there might have been a uh, fourth one. This is from my cousin, Denise, and she asked this question at a family event many, many years ago, and I'm going to ask that. I, I, I I'm going to request. I'm going to request that we don't talk about this tonight. Okay, very good. I'm going to request, request that I get the question re-asked from my, my cousin, Denise. And you know what? This just gave me the idea. Yeah. The people that submit these Ask a Hiker questions, if they'd actually like to submit them asking the question, like give us oh, an audio, audio sample, yeah. like the way that, uh, yeah. you know, just the other month we had out of order answer an Ask a Hiker question. Well, here's what I say. If you've got an Ask a Hiker question, send us the audio and we will throw that in and then we'll just tackle your question. But if you want your Voice. That, that'd be so much more fun, too. It'd be a lot of fun, man. Plus, you have the opportunity to gain fame. Gain fame. All right. Send your questions to info at thetrailshow.com. Fantastic. Or should, should they go to D-Lo at the trail? I think they I, it should. It doesn't even matter. Go to D-Lo at the trail It doesn't even matter. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do, do it. it. All right. All right. That's it for Ask a Hiker. I think we got a gear review now. We already did it, but we can rock out. Let's do it. Rock out. Ten six, ten six, ten six, ten six. Pisco sours, pisco sours, pisco sours. Ten six, 
Ten steaks. Yeah, I'll just ten add steak. our ten steak review ten this steaks. month was from Huck HD 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 HD, and he recommends railroad spikes as tent steaks. So if you if you are looking to get a workout in, and you're down with carrying tent spikes that weigh Whoa. two pounds a piece. Whoa! You can also use them as a counterbalance when you're uh, hanging your your uh, your your food bag slash bear pinata. to use people when you're when you're, when you're setting up your bear pinata for the night. You can use those as the counterbalance. And then when you're done the next day, you can dig your cat hole with the tent stakes. This is amazing. And then if you happen to get accosted by Sasquatch who wants to rape you, you could stab the Sasquatch <laughs> with a tent stake. I know a couple people who have happened to have. That situation happened just to them, and they needed the tent sticks that they were carrying in their hip pack to stab the Sasquatch and keep their it back. Their hip pack, he said. Yes. Hip pack. Yep. These people were carrying tent railroad ties in their hip pack, just like a lot of good hikers do, and that saved them from being raped and killed by Sasquatch. Oh, no. Dilo, what are you going to do with the rest of that drink that you're about to dump onto the floor with your tipping hands? <laughs> I- I'm going to take it on my bicycle and hope that I don't run into Sasquatch. This is the part of the show where we end the show, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Stephen Barker of the Ozark Highlands Trail <laughs> Association for schooling us all on the Ozark Highlands Trail. A big thanks to Steve Staley from the Colorado Trail Foundation for talking to us about 30 years of trail maintenance the on professor. the Colorado Trail. Hey, I want to say a big thanks to Boomer for stepping out into the tent stake industry tonight based on our suggestions that that is where the money is. Good luck, Boomer. A large thanks goes to Curtis Ware and Craig the Gully. Curtis Ware. Craig Gully, what a guy. Craig Gully. You guys are awesome. We I also it. want to say Lone Wolf, you're an ass. Craig Gilly. <laughs> Craig and Chris. Just Curtis. Wolf, Curtis and I love Craig. You, man, I love you. Uh, it's a good thing that there's helmets here in the CMC because yes. D'Lo needs is one. struggling. Needs a couple to get home tonight. I've got about a half mile bike ride. It's all downhill. It could be treacherous. Big yep. ups to Out of Order. Congratulations to you on finishing 6,300 miles in Europe. Man, unreal. Come on the show. Increíble. Also, Talk to us. Out of Order. The trail, show, the trail show is going to need a lot of legal help because I've caused a lot of strife. That's true. Yeah. So please. Especially with the Florida trail. And and all, all of those 500,000 download listeners are about to kick us $1 each. $1 each. So we've got a lot of yeah. money coming in. Out of, out order, of we, order, we can we've fund your got next adventure. A lot of legal work for you, man. It's in the pipeline. Just hit us up. Hit us up, bro. And anyone that wants to send us a promo of you saying that you never listen to the Trail Show, send it to music at the trail show.com. Send your Ask a Hiker questions to Delo at the trail show.com and send. If you want to send us beer, you can email me at pod at thetrailshow.com. Also, I just want to give a shout out to Ryan Jordan and say you listen. You need to listen to more Metallica, man. <laughs> also, if you live in the countries of Cuba or Lesotho or Lesotho, as they say, please send us a video of you downloading the show and telling us that you never listened to the Trail Show. Big ups to Pat Axel Dixon for that great rendition, that extended dance version of back on the trail. Thanks to Perrin Brewing and Ben Shovel Stark for the private tour and private samples that we'll be sampling on the next show without D-Lo. Oh. And, and thanks to my employer <laughs> for letting me call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> 
Yeah, thanks, thanks in advance. And of course, thanks and praise goes to all our PayPal donors. That's right. Without you, well... Dilo would be happily married. Yeah, I would. (laughs) (laughs) You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, at twitter.com slash trailshow on the Insty and the FB at The Trail Show on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. Another trail show is coming on, but don't fret. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. And burpees. And Special 41 might even be in studio. We don't know. In the meantime. You can always do burpees. Head on over to <laughs> iTunes and download some bonus shows. We're going to do some burpees right now. Until next month, for the Princes of Darkness, D'Lo, and Special 41 in Absentia, I'm Disco. Ciao! <laughs> Let's have a little, uh, a little Peace bur- go sour. Peace go sour. Peace go sour. Peace go sour. D'Lo bikes. D'Lo bikes. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, 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 I gotta sleep. I gotta sleep. You know, I almost threw up before I came here. I was feeling ill. We need a new but show all location. The alcohol, all the alcohol yeah. revived me, and I feel strong. We need now. a new show location. We do. Boulder people, send us info. We About need to record your, at your house. We need to hang out in your tiny house in your backyard. <laughs> It'll be Please. nice and warm in there. We prefer Please. marital <laughs> bedrooms. We like to record in marital <laughs> bedrooms. <laughs> With children sleeping upstairs. No. Very good. No. I, th- I think that's a show. A show? Right. Okay. Can show? We, that's a yeah, show. That's a show. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're Bye. It's over. Poison ivy, briars, ticks, mosquitoes, chiggers. Horrible. I pee in my backyard all the time at night, but it's usually after dark, and I make sure nobody's looking. This might be made from grapes, but it sure don't taste like Boone's Farm. What do you say there, D-Lo? I, hey, I, I, I'm, hey. saying, I'm saying that you need to listen to more ween. My, this is Robbie and, and the Robbie Radio Podcast. And we're doing the show from my mother's basement. Uh, she, she let me record the show from her basement. D-O-D, would you? Hi, this is Robbie. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is Robbie Workman. I'm doing the show from my mom's basement. All right, it's time. Okay. Can uh, we get back to it? I got to go home go, yeah. soon, man. What is happening here? Come on, here? let's do this. This is All ridiculous. Right.